I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they used to pull a kaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening You're pinning words All like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, y'all? 2019. We haven't come up with a new I know. We used know. to be Wakanda. Wakanda, we used yeah. To be, that, that was my favorite. We were one, we were, we were 100 before, um, what's his name, Larry? We uh, shall not talk about Larry Wilmore and how he stole... <laughs> Our tagline. We had it for years. Well, he's years. No, he stole, stole one hundred. We keep it at one hundred. And then he got his TV show, and then took our. I didn't even pay us nothing. <laughs> Not even a finder's fee, Larry. He could have just did a shout out. Exactly. You know? Hmm. I love Larry Wilmer. I know, he's cool. So, <laughs> y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Yes. Yes, indeed. God is good. She's back again. Yes. She is the incredible. So, here's the thing. Right, 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 right. Hey. Carl hey, Seaton. Hey, hey, hey. So, Carl that, Seaton. So Carl, so, Carl Seaton, I am a real... Pro- okay, Hilliard, all, mm. of, us say, all of us say... Uh, my mic sounds nice. Check okay. one all together, so he yeah, knows so that there are three voices. So we know three voices. <laughs> okay. so we know one, children. two, three. <laughs> My, My mic sounds, sounds nice. Check, check one. one. See, Carl, there's three voices. <laughs> there's four. There's four. I heard Latoya. Okay, her, she bought a whole bunch of bars. Listen, up there. Carl, there go. sir. Hey, and shout out to everybody. I know I disappear from. See, this is what happens when you leave social media. When you've been like a big mouth on social media for so long, you leave for a few months. Mm-hmm. People think he did. She got a People was on Facebook talking about, we ain't heard from her. People's like, are you still? I'm like, all I did was just not get on, minding my business. But can't you just say, hey, guys, I'm going to take a break? You just do disappearing and stuff. That's how you incognito. (laughs) (laughs) How am I going to disappear and tell everybody I'm going? (laughs) That defeats the purpose. So you want people to be like, where the bitch at? Where the bitch at? But I'm so used to it that people, you know, I just figure, you know, people know where I'm, most of the time, most people who know know me know me can just text me on my phone. I did. Fine. You did. Yeah, Fine. problem solved. They text phones. Yeah, and that should tell you something. They got my number. <laughs> well, <laughs> that should tell you your status. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I changed my number she a couple years playing, ago. Y'all. She is not playing. Anyway. See what I gotta do with so, Latoya? You I'm back. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm back. But I'm excited. I'm giddy because Latoya is here, and I'm just yes. excited. All right, keep going. Very excited. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> Lisa Bullock yes. in the house. Yes. Back again. Hey, shout out to my boy Sam Miller who's nominated yes. yet again for again. another. So today, this weekend is Nebula Week, and the Nebulas are here in L.A. Was it three in a row? Four. Four in a row. And here's the thing. Every year that I go to see it, he doesn't win. So, so this year, going. I'm going to go see him and say hi mm-hmm. and give him a hug, but I'm not going to go to the thing. Okay. That way, he may finally win. My boy's blowing up. So you the book is good. My boy's blowing up. My boy's blowing up. Chris is like, he figured Black out a way Fish to make City. it into a series. Listen, Black <laughs> Fish, my boy is all that. And he's humble. It's sci-fi? It's mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. It is all. I mean, the good I know things. somebody. I don't know nobody, it but is I know all somebody. the good things. <laughs> you know? And here's the thing: when your homie gets nominated every year for the top sci-fi awards, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't want him to win because that means he's going to keep getting nominated. It means he's still getting stuff out. Because sometimes right. you can win, mm-hmm. and then nothing happen. 
but he's been nominated every freaking year that we have left Claren together. That's good. That's amazing. That's what's up. Chris Derrick in the house, writer, director himself. What to do, Chris? Living today. Look at oh, look at the voice trying to get out yeah, different. Love. Oh, that was what are you trying to show deep. off for? What are you doing? Is that your DJ? <laughs> what, <laughs> quiet storm voice? <laughs> Fake wow. ass, Barry White. <laughs> Fake ass. <laughs> Next up, we have some Smokey Robinson. <laughs> yes, so, no. Um, no things, are, th- things are okay. Things are, um, uh, you know, just interesting. Just interesting things happened the last two days, actually. The last two days, so... Um, uh, we'll, uh, you know. Okay, you need some more sugar because you just went all okay. down. Here, here's a Snickers. He's usually talking here's twenty miles an hour. <laughs> here's a Twix. Well, you know, I was help yourself. Trying to have my Boston cream, but you know. No, you um, brought a chocolate donut no, for yourself. Boston, okay, okay so with Boston cream, Boston cream. cream. Excuse me, I stand corrected. Okay, didn't bring none for nobody. Nobody. I'm just saying. You know, you know, there was more than one sitting there. The black version of none, man. Okay, and let me tell you, I drove. I sound like the old old, old church man. I drove. <laughs> Look, yes, I, yes, I, I, I passed your whip. Your whip is looking right. Okay. So you okay. drove. Let's talk about was it. Was I leaning with it? Rock and roll. Okay. Yes. Yes. But I drove. I'm still doing it. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I was driving. I was driving. <laughs> I was driving today. <laughs> but I drove to... Shut up, bitch. I drove to around the corner from the house. There's this... What I say it is? S&M? S&I? SK. Something shit. SK. Donuts. Okay, yeah. So I'm, I pull in, and as soon as I hit the corner, there's a line of people. So I sat there for five minutes going, well, I want enough for everybody, mm-hmm. by the way. And then I was like, I got to go set up, so I'm going to go ahead and... Be lying out of here. Yeah, so cause, that, look, because somebody taught you right. See, you know it's not that anyone See? didn't teach uh-huh. me right. See, See? It's not that anyone if we all can't have right. none, we all don't get none. <laughs> exactly. And you should have kept that in your bag. We all can't get free. The wax paper <laughs> rustled in your hands, <laughs> okay, and then you like licked your fingers. I'm like, I didn't lick any fingers. How are you making stuff up? It was wrong. How you making up stuff? Okay, you know what? You know what? Yes, do say one thing. Yeah, <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> Good Lord. Good so, Lord. if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get right into the show. Ooh, you're so, wearing your sheer black shirt today. Look at you. What? Okay, you okay? What I'm doing? Okay, look at you. It's hot. You're doing big things. Over Speaking here. of black shirts, we do have t-shirts available. <laughs> there yes, will be a sh- there will be a link in the show notes. First thing, so buy the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We getting people people okay. starting to buy the shirts. Right. Latoya right. said she want one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed you're wearing your wonderful. Shirt too. Yes, I What's have my, my my Aria T-shirt oh, from Game yes. of Thrones. Yes, yes. Oh, that's new. That's yes, just came out. Yes, fresh, fresh. Wow. You, you know she get hers. She get hers <laughs> so already. Fresh so clean. <laughs> you know they like Latoya. We hey. coming out with some. Do you want some before hey. we come out with some? Yes. She was like, you know, I see it. Wait a minute. That's yes. like like within like ten days. Like it came out ten minutes ago. I, I, I know. Like look, damn. Ten minutes ago. I got a rep. Because look on the show, everybody dropping like flies. Yes. So you got to rep your crew. I can. <laughs> you do You do You do Y'all see this is gonna be A crazy ass episode <laughs> You know We're gonna keep this 
I'm excited. Look, look. We have an I'm outline a, this we, time. Hold on. We're going to follow we that outline. No outline. outline. Even his outline. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> See, we just sit in the You know you come in the writer's room and everybody just start talking shit. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how we do it. There's nothing planned whatsoever. Okay. All right. You go ahead and go with them questions, bitch. Anyway, so... We're very excited. We've been wanting to have you on the show for three years at yes. least. Wait. Whether you say yes. you, it was or not, it was. It was not. I three might have. Lapita won her Oscar, and I turned to Hilliard <laughs> and I said, "There's this writer who just seems to be writing in every single genre. I don't know if you know her or not. Can we get her?" And he's like, "I think I can." I was like, "I think I might know." <laughs> and then the following year, mm-hmm. stop. Mm-mm. And then the year after that, I didn't even say it out loud. I just wrote a little slip of paper and said, mm-hmm. "Could we?" Should can we? Okay, <laughs> but look, no, like, no, 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 part of this is your fault. I, I, yes, Hilliard, yes, wow. it's your fault it? because wow. look, oh, the truth we had out. a date set. <gasps> Whoa, wait, last year, hold up, wait a minute, oh, let me put some boom in it. Well, then what, what happened? You about? What happened after that last year? I you? thought. So you don't even remember I thought it was you, oh, you did. But she did. What no, did I do? I don't you. remember It was you He got a job And he said oh, right. I can't talk to you Oh you got a TV mm-hmm. right. You got a TV show job And you're like, like I'm, look, I gotta go I'm work I'm a TV writer now I'm, TV I'm like now. I'm on TV I know I'm like, You, you might have heard of me Or some shit <laughs> 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 You see how quickly you turned I ain't got time for you I was like Oh The show hadn't even aired yet And he already said Walked into the writing room yet? Even get his chair. <laughs> He's like, Latoya, I can't talk I to you. I was right like, now. Look, I got to go. Look, I was like, boo, oh. look, boo, you ain't nobody. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. Really? That's what happened. Yes, that's what happened. And then we started to reschedule it, and then like you were going out of town, I was going out of right. town. So anyway, because I recollect this bitch was going all the time. That's all I, I was. I was. All I, I was going so traveling for work. Yeah. I'm so so I go, so trying to do two shows at once. Who else gonna do two shows? <laughs> that's true. At she like that's where true. I gotta go. Where there I gotta go. go. There you go. I gotta get in the planes. <laughs> get on them planes. Okay. And go. I heard that. We love you, girl. Love um, you guys. I'm a fan of the show. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So, like I said, we've been trying to get you on the show for a long time, <clears throat> and you're one of the people that we look up to big time. Mm-hmm. Well, thank As you. you know, we all nerds. We know you're yeah. a nerd, baby. Yes, no, yes. <laughs> yes. Let your freak yes. side yes. yes. And, you know, everything you represent out there, you know what I mean? The way you hold it down. Of course, we're going to get into the ATA and the W. You know we're going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, welcome to the show, everybody. Latoya Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Co-exec producer about to be showrunner on 900 shows. Y'all see it, okay? Y'all see the y'all see the y'all see the shows coming out. Mm-hmm. Y'all see it on the cover of Deadline Booked every three busy. weeks. Every three busy. weeks. Every three weeks. She she starting to, she starting to have different photos. Okay, listen, listen. Click click. She got her medium format shot. She got her, pan, her panoramic shot. She got all oh, this okay. telephoto. I'm, I'm okay. beating all y'all up okay. after this. Okay. Okay. Got Kristen Dior and Autumn making okay. the outfits. Okay. <laughs> uh, I believe it was Melissa McCarthy, but that's a whole okay. Yes, yeah, so I see. Yes. I see. Yeah. I see you and Lena out there getting it. I got the video tape. <laughs> okay. I got okay. the video tape. Okay. Welcome to the show, Big Sis. We Thanks. love you, girl. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, um, yeah. right, so let's talk about what we saw. No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what happened to your outlines? You know, all your questions. Oh my God. Your list of questions and okay. all that. What? I'm saying. We went to thought this was free flow. I thought this was the writer's room. This what is the writer's room. This is free flow. Oh, so, okay. let's, uh, who got the first question? I got the first question. I got question. the first question. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Well, that was a long pause. Like, okay. Like, Hi. I wasn't finished setting the bitch okay. up. That's oh, all I'm saying. Set me up. Set me up. Set me up. 
Set her up. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was going to say, um, also, you know, I, I said we'll get into the WJ thing later, but you guys might also know her from um, the Writers Guild. We have a lot of hashtags going on, and you started the WJ Staffing Boost, which is getting hell of people staffed yeah. and read. Yes. So, and we'll get into that later, but just so y'all know who the bitch is, y'all. Yes. Y'all yes. better look her up. Yes. Because y'all fucking around. Yes. Yes. <laughs> y'all yes. fucking up. And you know we got a bone to pick still. How's she going to go on Paper Team before she go on my show? Uh-oh. How's she going to go Oh, but that oh, was because yeah. of you. Because you rescheduled. Right. And then they slept right on in. Mm. And then they said, that you on her. I'm rescheduling. It's she you. rescheduled. It's you. I got the damn email. No, it's go you. Go look at the chain. Go <laughs> look at the chain of evidence. I got... Okay, that's the sound of the men working on chain. Yeah, okay. Gang. Gang, yeah. That's the sound. What's that? Hey, what, he's that? I love that song. I love that song. That's Sam cooking him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way back. So he don't know the young kids today. Young kids today. So um, we got some cool young writers in the room listening in. Yes. Give me your name again, forgive me. Uh, Marco Montoya. Marco Montoya. And we got Kimberly. Forgive me. Kim Alsop. Kim Alsop. Yes. Boom. Yay. There you go. So, thank y'all. We always have like so young writers listening. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. Did you say Juan? I did not say Juan. You said Marco. Okay. I said Marco. All right. Yeah. That's what's up. I even texted the name in the text. <laughs> So I was Sir. confused. I, was confused. I just so I was want like, y'all to know I'm not involved in this part don't, of don't, the conversation. Exactly. Don't. Fight, fight, fight. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Latoya, so let's just go back a little bit. Just tell the kids, you know, where you're from, how you got into the game. I'm from LA, born and raised. Mm-hmm. One of the few, born and raised. One of the few native LA. What part, what part of LA? Uh, South LA, so okay. near USC. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when I was a kid, I just read. She t- down with the Rolling Twenties. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I lived on 48th and Crenshaw. is a gangbanger, so he formerly. I grew up in it too. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, like it was a lot of gangs and drugs and craziness, and so I stayed inside, read a ton of books, reading Stephen King, and watching Twilight Zone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was what I loved. Hood, hood shit, and Stephen King. <laughs> that's my two. That's the same. Look, 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 look. look. The they got Stranger Things. Mine's just hood yeah. shit. Look, and Stephen I'm King. changing that to the name of my production okay. company. <laughs> oh my god, I got chills just now. I was like, oh my god, that's me. Continue. No, but yeah, that was what it was, and I watched a ton of TV because I was uh, our babysitter. Because my mom was a single mom, and she worked two jobs, yep. and mm-hmm. so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote a lot of little short stories and plays and tried to make my poor little brother be in them and <laughs> it, it was it was just what I loved right. and everybody in my family is very blue collar mm-hmm. um, and they said uh, when I told them I wanted to be a writer they were like are you crazy look look mm-hmm. at this neighborhood look right. where we come from right. um, but the only person who really supported me was my mom mm-hmm. and she said if that's what you want to do baby you I believe in you <laughs> and I was like you know what I don't think that's true so at first I did not believe her Um, so I was like "All right, I gotta get a real job I'm gonna uh, become a lawyer so I was pre-law studied political Mm -hmm. science Um, (laughs) and right when I was applying to law school my mom sat me down again she said what are you doing Hmm. you hate rules you are a rebel (laughs) follow your passion she's gonna be a lawyer and hate the rules rules. you sit there representing people like holding back evidence (laughs) (laughs) she was gonna be a subversive she was gonna be a subversive subversive lawyer (laughs) (laughs) just because I gave my briefcase doesn't mean that gun wasn't supposed to be there that that evidence is gone sorry I don't know what happened to it (laughs) (laughs) but she was great and um 
So then I finally listened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up, I did an AmeriCorps fellowship in between. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I was a community organizer for mm-hmm. the Children's Defense Fund, which okay. was an amazing, is an amazing organization. And then I applied to a film school at AFI and I got in. Mm-hmm. So nice. I finally listened to my mom. But okay. it took a minute. Okay. Um, right, right. So I got to live some real life before That's I good. actually uh, went to film school. Mm-hmm. And then I spent two years at AFI learning from some of the best writers in the business. I mean, these are people nominated for Academy Awards, okay. giving yeah. notes. Some right. scripts, yeah. so I really got to hone my craft, and then I had to pay back Y'all my student that? loans. Then you got to pay back. <laughs> <laughs> student loans kicked in. Yeah, student right. loans came, and I was like, "Woo!" Um, Sally Mae, yeah, okay. Sally, Sally Mae just be showing up. Her cousins, <laughs> all of them, they were like knocking on my door. <laughs> so I had to uh, get a real uh, a job, and so I wanted to stay in the industry, mm-hmm. and so I worked at an agency, which shall not be named, but it was terrible. Um, I'm <laughs> Y'all know who the business is. <laughs> I'm the worst at rolling calls, so right. that was oh, bad. Yeah, um, and then um, I you know, worked at a production company and then eventually got a job at Disney, right. which was great because it had nine to five hours, so I could come home, I could write, mm-hmm. um, and there was no call rolling. And I worked <laughs> in their uh, archives, which was wonderful mm-hmm. for the super nerd in me. Wow. Mm-hmm. So... All the costumes and photography, wow. all the history mm. of the company and mm-hmm. all the shows and TV shows they, they've so made. So you know all it's the like secrets. At my fingertips. Very yeah, good. so she knows all the Disney bodies. I know, where all the, bodies I know are. Where okay. all the secret like wor- uh, warehouses are. Wow. I've like sat inside Walt Disney's limousine. Yeah. It's like it's, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. Captain EO <laughs> costume. I know all that stuff. Mm. You doing? So you doing a lot over there? <laughs> <laughs> you supposed to be in the office. Look, like I'm gonna put this. What costume. I'm hearing, <laughs> what I'm hearing though, is why you always get stabbed. Yeah, because you know I mean? just so much shit. Yes. Going yes. Over there. Yep. Just, oh, she could do this. And she yes. could do this. Yeah. 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 And um, around it. And it was fun. It was fun. But I was like, I really want to be a writer. And it was that type of job where if you aren't careful, you will stay there for the rest right. of your life. Yeah. Because it, I had great insurance. Get comfortable. I got paid really, mm-hmm. really well. And so I was like, ooh, I need to get out of here. So um, I applied to different fellowships. And I failed a lot. So I was a perpetual finalist for mm. like the ABC fellowship right. um, for so many of them, like uh, CBS. Right. Um, I was a finalist uh, for Warner Brothers before I actually finally got in. Um, so you had then, to do it more than once. So I did it twice. So right. the first time I made it to the top 5%. Right. And then the second time um, I got in. But... That was I almost didn't apply the second time, mm-hmm. like literally because what I had been a finalist. What, what made you apply the second time? Because a lot of times people don't, and then they like they just give up. They're like, oh, that's right. it. Oh my god, it, it was really truly. You have to have like good friends that are that have your back mm-hmm. because I was like I was done. I was like I am always a finalist. I never fucking get in, and I am tired of this shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like I it is. <laughs> The most frustrating thing because mm-hmm. you're like maybe I don't right. maybe I can't write right. maybe everyone's Imposter lying syndrome. to me like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, maybe yeah. they're like making but like I'm, something's wrong clearly right. the universe right. is trying to tell me something right. Look, I'll say I'll say that because I the first time I did the 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 Warner Brothers thing I got another five percent yeah and you know and they take you to that room and Chris yes Mac, yes and, and Chris Mack talks to you and I was like oh I was mad in that meeting. I was so hot. I, was, I, I mean, because I guess, you know, and, and the, the people, the, you know, there's so few black people in that room, right. number one. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, he asked, I mean, it's funny because the people, like, know your material. Because right. he's yeah. like, what's your name? And, I was like, he, and he goes, what's your script out? And he was like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah, this, this, this. I mean, they would, and he, he totally remembered my totally script. Yeah, they read them all, for yeah, sure. But, but you're in this room, there's maybe, like, 200 people. 
And that's the f- top 5%. Right. So No, my room was smaller. My room was like 15 people. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it was like it, at, it, on the Warner Brothers lot. Yeah, it was on the Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like... There's a lot of people there. Oh, my God. And I was just like... They might have okay. changed it by the time. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. I did she it only, in... She only 19. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but I did it in 2012. Uh, mm. Oh, okay. Because so. mine was maybe a year, two years before that, two, three years okay. before that. Okay. Um, maybe but they were like yeah. breaking too many hearts. Yeah. I'd make it small. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it's like... That is, it's a very tough position to be in if you get in that five percent thing yeah. because then you're kind of like, and when they and when they start telling you what was the little breaks, you know, you, you're like, really? You well, know? I but what? but I understand your sense of like I want to do it again. Yeah. Oh, I was oh, like, God, oh, yeah. I was like, the only reason why I went to that particular thing was my friends were like, because they they wanted intel, mm-hmm. so I was like. All right, I'll go for you guys and be a spy and tell you like <laughs> what other information I can give you because right. I was like I'm not doing this again. So like uh, I go in there, I meet Chris Mack. He was like, "Oh, you should apply again." He remembered my script. He totally remembered, and um, he said he really liked it. And I was like, "Then why the hell why did I not get in in the program?" Yeah. And so um, and uh, he just said, "Just apply with something new." Mm-hmm. But what I learned in that meeting was we go around this table and there's like maximum twenty people right. and. Everyone says what spec they wrote. And they go around and a bunch of people were saying the spec that I written. So they, they somebody had written, I wrote a Dexter that year. Mm-hmm. And so there were people writing Dexter. It was like a Dexter, a Dexter, a Dexter. Oh and I God. was like, fuck, everybody's writing Dexter. So that's right. why. So right. that made me, when I applied the second time, to really think about what I wanted mm. the show to be that I chose. Tell the kids. And Tell the um, kids. so I tried to pick a show. Like Dexter did showcase what I could do. Right. But I tried to pick something that was... Also known, but probably a little more niche. So right. the second time I applied, I wrote a spec for Sons of Anarchy, mm. okay. which is a Sons show that I loved. That, that it was gritty, it was right. action, it was all the stuff I love how right. to love right. to do. Right. But it was just not that top tier right. like, top show. Right. That's what I wrote, a Sons of Anarchy. That's oh, what, nice! Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that was my jam. Because right. before I, it went at that time, I was loving that. Sh- I was yeah, like, Shit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Ooh, but yeah. Yeah. And yeah. at the time, the time like <laughs> I don't think anyone was watching it. I know, and I was, and I, and I would tell people, I was like, "Why are you watching this show?" Like, no, you so you so you wrote it se- during season one then, because I wrote it in between season two and three. I yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. that oh, gave yeah, people yeah. enough time oh, to oh, catch up oh, and yeah, recognize that it was I a watched, great show. Because I remember watching that first season, and it's like there's that scene where um, there's the guy, there's the guy who was supposed to have taken off his his get his tattoo removed yep. right. and then they found out he was still wearing it so then they like burned it off yep. with, with, I was like fuck right. th- this yep. is a show yeah. Yeah. this is a show mm-hmm. yeah my spec was about that guy coming back okay really? cause I never forgot that I was like that's what they do yes they do I was like do. oh my god mm-hmm. and so like that's the secret of writing a spec you need to write something that sort of that feels like it's of the show but it also has to have that extra thing mm-hmm. me, and so okay, can I interrupt you yeah. <clears throat> the last spec I wrote was probably I don't know five or six years ago when mm-hmm. like the first season of Walking Dead yeah and I wrote a Walking Dead and I called it Frozen because I'm a Walking Dead fan yeah you know and I read the book so I always wanted to see like what would happen to them when they got into the snow yeah you know because they do in the book now they're doing but it but it took them forever until fucking nine last years. season nine years. to finally do it so I yeah. knew it was coming I just didn't know when so I just centered mine around them going into a city where the snow and they get stuck in the snow you know this yeah stuff. that's great smart but yeah. back to what you were saying it's like that unique thing like it's the show but that unique 
voice, something that you put in there that makes it pop. Makes yeah, because even when I wrote the Dexter spec, um, it was about <laughs> someone putting on a musical about the Bay Harbor Butcher. <laughs> so it was called Splatterday you're, Night Fever. You, know what? you have like an out-of-the-box name. <laughs> <game. laughs> no wonder you're getting staffed on stuff because exactly. you're just like bringing in creative stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so it was fun. I, like, I think... For all writers, the thing I try to tell them is like, you're also, you want to get jobs, but you also, you're doing this because you love it and you want to entertain yourself. So I was like, I love musicals. I love murder. Let's put it together. (laughs) 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 Killing people with music on. There you go. There you go. And it was so fun. So that's that's that scene we love from Clockwork Orange. Yeah. So you you gotta love it. Yeah, you gotta love it. (laughs) So you got in and they were like, whoa, okay. It was great. And then after that, what happened next? This is like this. Yeah, no, uh, the Warner Brothers Workshop, um, to me, has the reputation of being the gold standard of all the fellowships for yeah. a reason, because it is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And under the stewardship of Chris Mack, um, he Shout out to Chris to, Mack. I know, mm-hmm. the man, the myth, the legend. I call him <laughs> the evil genius. Um, because he's like, when you're in the workshop, you're like, basically, Chris hates me. Because he's mm-hmm. like, just this, he's the great stone face, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you're handing in stuff, you're doing your your pitches for, you know, the spec that you're going to write. And later on, you write a pilot, but right. you start out with a spec. Um, and uh, he, you're pitching your stuff, and he's just like, you you get nothing. And so you don't know if it's going to be tossed to the trash. You don't know <laughs> if it's good. You find that out a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was all good practice. Um, I remember one of the outlines that I'd written, he was totally gung-ho for it. And then he was like, no, we're going to go in a different direction. I was like, oh, okay. So on the fly, like you have like a couple of days to like redo your whole entire outline. And it's just really good practice for anything that could happen when you're in production on a show. Right. So um, in addition to that, you know, they would have really great guest speakers come in and talk to us about everything in the business Mm -hmm. from like. Is that like a one a week, twice a week type of thing? um, There's at least when I did it, there were two workshops a week, but they broke the there's usually eight or nine people to get in. Mm -hmm. So they do groups of four. Um, And then they have one on one day and one on the other day. So you don't, you do at the beginning, you start out with the big group, but then you break it down when people are writing things. So it could be, you have the, the amount of time you need to go where people's writing. Um, So it was, it was great. And then at the end of, the six months because it's a six month program hopefully you have a, a pilot or um, a new piece of original material right. and then you go on meetings so you go on uh, showrunner meetings you meet with executives mm-hmm. you have a mentor an executive mentor that entire time mm-hmm. so they do everything they can to prepare you for success and they don't guarantee success because right. they're like look I'm going to give you all the tools right. but you got to be the one to you got to yeah. you got to I'm going to pitch it to you you got hit yeah. <laughs> yeah but the success rate is pretty high it's right. like like in the 90s but that's a great point that I think a lot of people fail to realize with a lot of things is that all the kind of people who are helping you out Mm -hmm. whether it's your agent exec those programs (laughs) they are like they can get you in the room Yes, and that's their main job to get you in the room and to get you read because that's like such a because that's such a, a difficult um, it's, a, it's a hurdle to get over. Mm-hmm. And but then once you get in the room, it's really all on you if you want the job. Right. Oh yeah. So, and if you don't want to, I mean, if, and if you don't get the job, it's because you didn't prepare right or whatever. Because no, because no one's gonna bring you in thinking this person won't fit. 
they know that ahead of time. Yeah. You know, they've, they've done enough to say right. your voice, your style, how you come in, how you're pitching yourself. That's kind of what we want. You know, so it's, it's, it's always like yours to lose once you get into the room. That I would say a thousand percent is true. And then I'll even go even further because this happened recently and where if I'm recommending someone, I take it very seriously. So I don't just throw out recommendations for people. And so there was a person yeah, who, everybody you do, you read. Oh I've yeah. Seen that. I, I read, that. I like I know who they are, like mm-hmm. I've I've met with them, I've talked with them. And so I recommended a person for a job for a new show mm-hmm. um with a showrunner who I know, um, who I'm <laughs> very good friends with. And everything was like this person will get the job unless lightning strikes. Right. But when the person went into the meeting, and I just say this as a cautionary tale, sure. they took it for granted that they had to work in the meeting mm. because everything was already like set up. It, right. it was like they had met me. They know me. Mm-hmm. They had met the showrunner once um, before at like a panel or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, when it when they were in the room, it was almost like. They were moving ahead. They were like, oh, so where's my desk? They were measuring the curtains, you know, wow. before you get in the, into yeah, the yeah. White That's House. You know analogy. what I mean? Yes. And so um, later on, I had a call with the showrunner and I said, how'd it go? And the conversation was really like not how I wanted it. And I hmm. said, oh. And then it was explained to me what happened. So mm-hmm. this is just a lesson to everybody in the room. No matter who puts you there, this that is 100% true. I can only take you to the threshold. Right. You have to cross over in there, and then you have to make them want to have you have a seat at the table. Right. Um, because that was, I was like, damn it. That was like, I was like, that was like going to be another win. And I was like, it was so, did so have, close. Did, did you have the conversation with the person afterwards? Or no, was it like, but I asked the showrunner okay. because uh, I asked the showrunner to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not something that they have to do. Right. But she did it as a favor to me okay. because I wanted... I, I wanted that person to have a conversation mm-hmm. with the person they'd interviewed with mm-hmm. so that they could see how they can be better. Right. right. Um, but it was just a thing where um, hopefully it's a learning mm-hmm. thing for the person and um, do better next time. Because I personally like critique. Mm-hmm. I mean, trust me, I hate notes, but, <laughs> but I like, <laughs> I mean, it's so a love hate. Things, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But I like, I, I always, because I'm very, I'm very type A and I'm very hard on myself as it is. So right. I want to know how I can get better. Right. And so the times, even the times when I didn't get into all those fellowships, I always asked, I, when they would have the call and be like, oh my God, we loved you, oh, but you didn't make it. And I'll just be like one to punch him in the face. <laughs> but I'll be like, so you know what? What can I do better? What can I do better? Because I really want to succeed in this business. So um, I think that anytime that happens and you're disappointed by something, just try to look for the silver lining of how you can do better the next time. Go ahead. This is the thing that you, there's a, there's a level of confidence. You need some more sugar. And humility. <laughs> he's like all tough. I don't know. He's like, like no, he has a serious face. I like it. He's like a he's it's the quiet storm. Him. The this quiet not, storm. I like it. This is the tether, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the tethers okay, in the so, room. Okay, so you, so you got the vapors today. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's really interesting because I feel like you have there's a there's a little humility and confidence you have to be able to roll with and stride that line to ask. Say how can I do better? Yeah, because 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 um, a lot of times people get that little rejection and they're so stung by it that they don't think to say this is a learning opportunity. Yeah, teach right. me something yeah. that I can do. And then you got to be really 
um, you know, there's always this disconnect about like how you see yourself and how other people see you. Right. Yeah. And you really got to listen to what, to what people are saying about you yeah. and be cool with like, you know, and, and, and at the same time, be cool with knowing where's the adjustment, where, yeah. you know, and be, because people tell you all this all the time that you're like, Oh, I didn't know I was doing that. And you might say to yourself, I don't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> do that. But you can't see yourself. So you yeah, don't know. You can't see yourself. So, exactly. so, it's, it's a, but so the, the, I mean, to me, that's always the lesson. It's like, what did I do? Well, to, to, you know, I just, and make the improvement. I was just going to yeah. say that I'm at a place now, you know, we've all been on, you know, dozens and dozens, you know, of, 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 of meetings and short meetings and all that stuff. But I'm at a place now where it's like every year I find a new thing that's, that makes me click. Yeah. Right. And my new thing is even something we just did recently, <clears throat> like you put me up for something mm-hmm. and it wasn't in something that I'm known to do. Yeah. And I, so my new thing, and I was telling you about this the other day is I stop and go, okay, how can I help that showrunner? Right. Where, if, what would my superpower be, be in that room? Yeah. Even if it's not something I really want to do. Yeah. So I'll go back and go, oh, well, there's this thing about me that I've never told you. Yeah. You know, maybe that is something I can use. I think that's really important. Yeah. Because that's your number one question you should be asking yourself if you're trying to staff on a show. How can I help the showrunner? How can I make their lives easier? Because it is insanity. Mm -hmm. It is just pure insanity of just meetings and planning and writing and being fatigued and not having right. sleep and just exactly. it's a marathon and mm-hmm. so you need people to pass the baton to if you can right. well that's right. the thing that's interesting you bring that because it's like that's you know right now mm-hmm. with the the there's no agency thing right so right. I feel like whenever I'm talking to someone well Verve just jumped um, up yeah. okay, yeah. okay. But, <laughs> shout out to Verve yes. but you know but but it's like that's when you know there's opportunities to like to put in your cover letter or whatever it is it's like I'm sitting there trying to figure out like where can I add value to you? Yeah. And I, I mean, and that's the main thing I think about. I was like, okay, because the writing is the writing. And yeah. you, you either like it or you don't. And some, and, and if you, if you and, and even if you do, you still need, there's probably 10 people that you like. Yeah. And there's one slot. So yes. And you're like, okay, so that is the case all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. So you gotta, Especially so you, for us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you really got to be figuring out, like, where can I add to your show? And be clear about it so that they, so the show are going to be like, I got it. Do I want this? This okay? Do I want it or not want it? Is, or do I have this covered or not? If mm-hmm. I don't have this covered, right. then because you know we talk about this all the time, but it's like casting the casting the room. It's casting the room like you're casting the picture. Yep. What's that chemistry that you want mm-hmm. so that they feel? <clears throat> I'm servicing my vision to show the best. You know, just yeah. showrunners thinking, I need this, this, and this. I don't need this because I can do this, but you know, this is what Hillary can do, and this is what Latoya can do. That, yeah, I can do these, this, but, but they're masters at it. Someone bring them in to do that, so I don't need to focus on it because, like right. you said, I got to deal with everything else. Yeah, and I like, I love that analogy. And I also always add the idea because I'm a sports fan. Mm-hmm. I, I think of it as basketball, right? Mm-hmm. right? So you got your center, you got your point, right. you got mm-hmm. your, your wings. You need, like, everyone brings a certain. Certain different play thing, but you but you got to play your position mm-hmm. for your team, and so that's what I tell writers to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Identify what you can do in the room, especially because sometimes there'll be a time where the gap in experience will be can be wide. Right. And so if you're one of the staff writers, like I was on on my first job on Shameless, where I was like, oh my god, everyone mm-hmm. had like 20 years experience on on me. 
um, what could I do to add value to the room? That was like tell anecdotal stories about right. my crazy family. You know, that was researching. Um, mm-hmm. That was just doing anything I could to to being a sounding board to John Wells when he wanted to pitch something out. I'd be like, oh, we're acting this out now. Yeah, okay, great. Did. I know. I you saw how that. she just threw out John that. Wells. Like, I saw that. Like that's our cousin. You know. Stop. I kind of turned my head like. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's she called Max. Him, that's she called him Max. Uncle John and shit. Jake. I'm JJ. surprised she put his JJ. last name JJ. down. JW. Yeah. Just say yeah. John. Yeah. Are we going to say John or who? Can I just piggyback? piggyback. <laughs> so familiar. I just want to piggyback off of that for our, our, What's young, his people, nickname? our young people in the room. So for Marco, thinking about that terms of production so assistant, doing that type of stuff, what kind of value can you add? You know, not... I don't know Close if you want to, be a writer, want to be a writer or not, Marco. I know you're interested in film and TV and all that stuff, too. But what they're saying is basically what can you add value to to make the show great that that makes you a valuable component to that thing. So I want to make sure you guys get that, that info for our young newbies. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> lots of game. Lots of game. All right. So this is just first, <clears throat> your first TV show. Yes. Shameless. One of the small like, show. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. one of the things I have to say about your career that, that really made it stand out, number one, being a black woman. Yes. Yes. And number two, being a black woman who's writing on these, these very varied genre shows. Like, I'm just saying, a lot of times they pigeonhole us in certain shows. Mm-hmm. So what made you stand out was, number one, when I would see your name, first of all, LaToya. <laughs> yes. So I knew it for a fact, like, <laughs> I don't know no white girl LaToya. <laughs> Let me add her to my Rolodex of writers to look forward to. And then I would see your name on different shows, like, wait, she writes for this show and this show? And they're so unique and different right. and I think that's one of your superpowers besides being a black woman having mm-hmm. melanin yes. mm-hmm. but it's there's something about you and your writing that just makes you I don't I want to say like a fluid writer that can just write in anything so when you got on Shameless I want to get into well how you got the show mm-hmm. and then start really talking about how because I'm telling you when I saw you on Into the Badlands <laughs> and on Turn, Turn and I'm like these are like totally this is a story <laughs> this is fantastical and I'm like Fuck! Mm-hmm. Yes. This is amazing. All right, go ahead. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> tell you. Us, well, tell us your secrets. No, it's just uh, <laughs> I think the the how I did not get pigeonholed is because um, I think I just tried to I hate this term, but like agent my agent, right? So I just mm. tried to when well, I would sit down that. and talk mm. to them, mm-hmm. I would talk to them about what I liked, and I like a ton of things. Right. I mm-hmm. like everything, and so. Uh, what helped my case was that I had samples that there fell into those different mm-hmm. categories. Mm-hmm. So I had, you know, a one act play that was a crazy comedy about a family mm-hmm. imploding at Thanksgiving, and that was the thing mm-hmm. that John Wells and all the writers on Shameless that year read. Okay. Um, and so I had action scripts, I had uh, uh, historical things, mm-hmm. I had a gritty independent <laughs> film. So mm-hmm. I had the samples where they could say, oh, you, not only are you just paying this lip service and saying that right. you like these things you really do You're backing it up, and right. then like someone's gonna know if you go in the room and say oh I like Twilight Zone and you can't name one or you don't know <laughs> what they're really about mm-hmm. and so be in the just... corner googling <laughs> <laughs> yes and right. so nice. I have the Twilight Zone companion <laughs> 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 behind this other book cover exactly so you have to like I always tell people to be honest mm-hmm. about what they what right. they like and I just happen to like just like the conversation that I had you I know you want to talk about shameless but I'm going to talk about turn verse mm-hmm. is uh the conversation I had with the showrunner when I got that showrunner meeting, first of all, it was supposed to be like half an hour. We ended up almost talking for 2 hours because That's a good meeting. I love like old 
stuff period mm-hmm. but I love like war I, I yeah. love I'm being fascinated by World War II right. and I knew some stuff about the Revolutionary War and so that was really the starting place for where we had our conversation mm-hmm. and then some people that that show was based on a book mm-hmm. and you don't have to read the book before you go into a meeting but I did I read the book and I read his script and so I was able to talk about things that he hadn't even gotten to yet mm. for the pilot. And so he was like, I've been thinking about, you know, this for like season two. He just was just spitballing right. things. And I was like, you know, that would be good because Benedict Arnold comes in and this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And so we just really started riffing on each other during you that You started meeting. adding value yes. to what this project <laughs> yes. could be. And he's like, I need to get this woman yes. with me because she's spitballing stuff and he's sitting here. Dictating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was just a really good meeting and that and it was just natural. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I wasn't like trying to force it or anything. Right. That was just in my geek wheelhouse mm-hmm. and I loved it. And so I think it showed in the meeting. But yeah. see, that's that's how people really get interested because they understand that your passion for these things isn't necessarily just because you want a job. Right. You know, and because uh, everybody wants the job. But if you got, but the, the, you know, the, the passion for something means that you know stories or, and, or, or you, you know, because if, like you said, like you're a big fan of like World War II. Mm-hmm. So you probably read a bunch of those books and stuff like that. And it doesn't matter who's covering, like who's writing the book. Mm-hmm. The way those guys are writing the book is they're pitching it to their publishers like here's a little piece about this thing you didn't know right so all the books are gonna have something that you haven't that you don't even know about and you're like oh shit that's cool mm-hmm. and so they know that that's what you bring to the piece you know I remember like I was talking with when I first met David Goyer mm-hmm. we were talking about like Da Vinci's Demons right and I knew all this shit about the Renaissance because I mm-hmm. love the Renaissance. Yep. And I just, you know, I, 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 you know, I did like three or four courses that in, in school. And I just was telling him about all this shit. And he was like, oh, so you, you know, know about this and this. And I was like, I remember. And you, cause, because, because, then, because when people kind of like press something that you're interested in, yep. it's kind of like this jackpot of like, oh, oh yeah. okay. It's, it's all just a flowing <laughs> right. out now. And, 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 and you, you get passionate and excited yeah, about yeah. it. Right? You know? And it's all stuff that you got to, you know, don't hold back. But, 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 but you got to not be a, a fool, right. yeah. but you got to say in the right way. Where you, but, but, but the per- people know that that's, that's gold. And, yes. I, and, and, and I really can't, uh, I can't buy that from another. I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't buy that from someone else. You can't buy it, and you also can't fake it. Yeah, you know no, can't I mean? fake it at so all. So it's it's just mm-hmm. something that just really springs up genuinely. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit on that in the meeting, just ride the wave, just ride what it. I, what and it I, may not be. You may not get the job sometimes, right, right, right. but hopefully you do because you were passionate. And maybe well, they'll remember you for something else. Like you might be the fit for that. Exactly. But absolutely, you know, she talked about like, this. You're, you're yeah. building your team. Yeah. yeah. But when I, when I went on my meeting for Deadly Class. All I did was tell them stories about being at Bad Brains concerts, fighting Nazi skinheads, <laughs> and 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 I, I literally said, "Dude, I got a hundred of these stories." Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. So I became the punk rock expert in the room, you know, for for any details that we needed. So I got to put together documents on what they would be wearing and how their adorns would look, and yeah, that's you know, great. all that extra little details that. If I didn't write a script, I see myself everywhere. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And that's the authenticity that everybody's looking right. for. Mm-hmm. Right. 
For sure. Cool. Now, in the writer's room for Shameless, when you mm-hmm. got in there, because he said that you, you were in the room with some... So what was it? I mean, you mentioned so What season things. did you come in? I came in on season two. Okay. okay. So how did you adjust? Because you said you went in there, and it's like all these other people got all these years of experience, <clears> and you said... A little bit earlier too, that you just kind of brought some of the things. But what are some specific things you can give us? Because I feel like when you walk in there and it, it's, you start getting full of self doubt. You're like, I made it, but it's like, oh, how am I going to compare to these people who sure. are like right. the experts? Like, what, what were some things that you did, or tools, or things that you did to like was entrench Christa, yourself? Was Christopher off in there with you? No, um, no, Crystal okay. came in like years after. after. Okay. Um, who was in there? Um, Alex Borstein, Michael Malley, who I love, who just mm-hmm. emailed me the other day because he's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, wait, I'm recommending you. Can you do this job? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> he was like, I'm just checking. He was like, make that money. I was like, shut up, Mike. <laughs> but he was like the nicest man to me. Mm-hmm. I, I only bring that up mm-hmm. because... There sometimes you you meet people and I, it's been years since I've been on that show, but he still thinks of me mm-hmm. like for jobs that for come sure. up because right. he's just that kind of guy. Right. Um, I think uh, the best thing to do in those situations when you're coming in is uh, to not be scared Um, because it is intimidating. Mm -hmm. I would be lying if Mm -hmm. I said it wasn't. I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone there, first of all, Alex Borstein is probably one of the funniest people I have ever Mm. met in my life. Like, literally, she's not even trying. She breathes and it's fucking funny. Mm -hmm. She's like that good. Mm -hmm. And so I I was just, I was sitting between her. So she sat on my left and then John Wells sat on my right and I was like in the best. She said his name again. But it was like, it was like the best, like. Johnny W. J Dubs, J Dubs. No, it was just like the best uh, story and comedy Ooh, sandwich. All that, yeah, just because it would just be like too. he would be, she would be hilarious, and then John would be cracking up, and then he would pitch something, and then mm-hmm. I would have to be in the pitch, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. Um, but um, I think just acknowledge that you're going to be terrified. Right. So that's number one. Second of all, I don't come into the room naked. Mm. So when I say that, I come in. And I think about... She got her booty shorts on. (laughs) (laughs) I I try to... how y'all doing? How y'all doing? I try not to scare folks like that. But, um, no, I I try to come in um, with some ideas that I've thought about based Mm -hmm. on what we've talked about the day before. And that's just my Linus security blanket. Mm -hmm. Because... I, in the beginning, I was always scared to like jump into the conversation because, of course, there's all these people who mm-hmm. are funny as hell and they're throwing out stuff. And you're like, uh, uh, when do I jump in? You right. know, when do, when can when can my voice be heard? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the good things that set the tone for me for that room in particular was John uh, on my first day uh, took me aside and said, "You're here because." I think you're great. Mm. You're here because I value what you bring to the room. Nice. I loved all the stuff that you talked about in your meeting. Mm. And um, I want you to, to say that stuff. Right. So feel free. Like, just it was a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Just, just throw your ideas out there. And so that gave me, like, a little, you know, Superman cake, yeah, right? Okay. So I was like, oh, my God, a showrunner who... He is TV Jesus. Okay, I yeah. mean, yeah, so many yeah. shows. I was like, "What, John Wilson? Mm-hmm. I could pitch anything." Yeah. So it was just, it was just great, right. um, to have that. And so she said his name again. Oh, I'm just saying, hey. you never forget your first okay. boss. You never, you never forget yes, your first boss. First. He was a great first uh-huh. boss. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and then you just go in and then learn how to get into the flow of it, mm-hmm. and then learn how to work the with culture, people. Right? And then mm-hmm. sometimes, like that, there were this. This was a second season show, so they had all worked together. I right. hadn't. 
So it was about trying to take time to get to know those people. So mm-hmm. the next level up person was, I think, um, I think an exec story editor. Mm-hmm. So I tried to, mm-hmm. I took him to coffee and talked to him. Mm-hmm. Said, how do I like? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I took uh, Alex. Alex Borstan took mm-hmm. her to lunch. What, what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. just tell me everything. Let me let mm-hmm. me be a, a sponge and right. learn everything that I can from you. Right. Um, people love to give you game like that. They yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it was. That was what what I learned to do is to ask, mm-hmm. ask questions, to ask for advice, and people are very willing to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and it was it was just a good experience. It was great. But again, the humility to mm-hmm. say I got to ask for advice right. and yeah. don't be and don't don't. But the control of the humility, like humility is not a is not a bad word. It's like you know, I got to ask you this, and, yeah. and and people people respect you asking the question because they the worst thing is to be I got a question and and I got all these geniuses around me, I don't ask it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I fuck up because I didn't ask it, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What did you tell? You should ask us about that." Well, I felt I, I, I you know, you start, you then you just roll at the mouth like well, I don't just say. Sometimes it is hard though, like you said, to interject when the, the topic changes a lot. Yes, like you'll be like, "I'm gonna pitch this story when yep. they get to such and such," and then they have moved and then, on, the, and you're like, Shh. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, "Yes, you that happens." I mean? You that can't happened. just bring it up out the balloon. Oh you gonna look crazy. That happened multiple <laughs> times an hour, and then it's very hard in the writers' room to be like. Like, okay, this thing that we were talking about 45 minutes yeah, ago, exactly. let's go back to that. Right. And so you just have to learn that. You don't learn it until you're thrown into the deep end right. of the pool and you're trying to swim. And mm. I mean, that became exponentially more obvious when I went to my second show, which was Parenthood, which there were double the writers. So mm. in the writer's room for uh, Shameless, there were six writers. Okay, so wow. there were six, there were three drama writers and three comedy writers. I was team drama, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then See, John not um, to put it together. Okay. <laughs> so it was smart. I call it John. Smart. I call it <laughs> there you go. If you know him like that. I just, I just want to <laughs> one thing in there. I'm going to ask you this before you get into parenthood because before we go to transition, do you feel this is interesting because you the showrunner is such an established legend. Yeah, and I've heard from other people that when they get someone who's got such skill as their first job, when they go to other jobs in this. It's the weird kind of transition because you're like, but 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 yeah, because he has a system that everybody right. goes by yeah, too. Right. Yeah, so I'm just I'm curious if you can talk about that a little bit in terms of like like how much did you see that what what Mr. Wells, you know, that he had to impart that you see, you know, people who've maybe less experience or whatever it is that you go. It's like this is the the, the beauty of having that top, one of these legends like be your yeah. initial guy. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway that I had from working with him is that he trusts the writers. Mm. So the way he builds the room, he builds it where he has these really strong writers, really strong opinions, um, and then he trusts them to do their work. So when you're breaking story, <laughs> the way he breaks story is very, at least when I was there, it was very loose. Mm-hmm. So you'll have like episode one, two, three, four to 12, and then you would have like bullet points for mm-hmm. what was in each episode. Beats and, and that was it. Like yeah. I'm talking like, 
bullet points like wow. not mm-hmm. like outline cards right right that came later when i went into parenthood um it was like it oh, was, so you wrote the script from the from the so from then the, you would just from the beats yes from wow. the beats and so we had longer time because right. um the way showtime works is really big uh gaps between production okay. so um there was a lot of time to work on the scripts and so he was like that's what you're here for that's we're here good. to like do multiple drafts of the outline mm-hmm. do multiple right. drafts of the script mm-hmm. um everybody at the table would give notes on the script mm-hmm. um line punch-ups like pitch pitch different jokes mm-hmm. so that i mean at the same time he was um also show running um southland right. so i don't know if that was the same process there but on shameless uh it was a very free-flowing so mm-hmm. we had like some big tentpole mile markers that we knew we had to hit um in each episode mm-hmm. for the entire season um, but it was really loose what was in there mm-hmm. um, and it could change and that was also the thing like, like whoever was writing like episode three better talk to episode two because it could you could right. it could just be free for all mm-hmm. remember when we said we no that's not <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly we're be like it just and doesn't work or it's not funny days. or yeah. we can do better right um, and then we uh, yeah we just had the great input from our actors and then Emmy, Emmy Rossum is incredible there was nothing that we asked her to do that she could not do. She's an incredible She's actress. Amazing. Incredible. Y'all got shafted at the Emmys almost damn near. Every I know, year. because it was like the big it was it's a hybrid. It's so bullshit. Yeah, it's a it's a dramedy, so it doesn't yeah. quite fit. You like yeah. you can't go again. But you can't beat you know. the performances alone. Yes. I agree. I agree. What's your boy's name again? William H. Macy. Oh my god. So you know, I, I heard a really interesting um interview with him. About that show, yeah, and you know, I, I think it was his first. I think it's his first television television show. I think so, yeah. And you know, he did the first season, mm-hmm. and he really, really had a great time. And he was kind of stumbling about wh- how to approach the next season. Yeah. And his wife, you know, had been all who'd been all those years of Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. She said to him, "Find something that you want to work on as an actor and do that that season." It's like, it was, like so he's basically saying that like you you have so much time as opposed to him doing movies where he's like you got to choose like a certain thing. It's like it's like yeah, you can find something that you want to improve on as an actor, and hmm. you can just and just and work on that. Like workshop your ability oh, be, because you have in that character in that character because okay. you have so much stuff to work on in right. this day in and day in, and, and you, yeah. you figure it out. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was it's interesting to see guys who because at that time in his career he'd done so much shit. Oh, he's like a yeah. massive, Fargo, massive guy. Like, All, yeah. You know, I, I mean the, the, the magnificent and you're kind of yeah, like okay, he was big. and even he still is big. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even he still wants to find stuff to work on new like, every yeah. season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was an acting teacher before, so mm-hmm. he, you know, he cares about that stuff, right? So crafted some shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, step into parenthood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just different because first, yeah, tell tell the kids what level you're on at each point too, just so they. Can um. So I was staff writer on uh, Shameless. Mm-hmm. Then um, I was a staff writer again on Parenthood. We went. Oh, on, we will discuss that. Yeah. Um, See, this is good. Let me. I didn't set, <laughs> check this out. I didn't set this up for you. Forgive me, but you've been doing so good. I didn't need to. Yeah. One of the things we always talk about is. We love when people come on the show and we ask them about their story and they go, oh, and then I did this and I did that. And then they go, well, then I got an agent and I got on the show. I'm like, no, motherfucker, how? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why I'm saying that. Yeah. I appreciate you like really telling us, you know, this didn't work or this didn't work. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So go ahead. Yeah, and then uh, just going on the show, it was so many more writers. So mm. um, going from a tiny cable thing where you can curse up a blue streak right. and then go to a network Nudity, show that's a little, <laughs> little more wholesome. <laughs> little, like, I can do it all, right. you know, but it was just... Is it more of a soap, would you consider? Or? Um, 
I would say it's more poignant. Just like a drama. Okay. You know what I mean? It was just a straightforward drama, but mm-hmm. it was it was softer. Okay. That's the word. Because Shameless was like punch you in the yes. face, like crazy. Like, it was true. It cable. was just like right. I mean, yes. we literally Frank like he like like he was he had sex with a dead woman. Like right. I mean, it's just like nothing. nothing. And then Showtime would be like, right. we want more. There was no teenagers like, having sex. Okay. <laughs> it was just right. there. There, yes. there was there it were, was real. Yeah, there was no <laughs> limits right. to what we could do. And so <laughs> then uh, on Parenthood, first of all, I was coming in on season four, so there was a lot of things that were already established. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was a lot more writers. All of them um, mm. were senior level right. um, for the most part. And so um, it was just very top heavy. So it was just more of the anxiety of like, oh, my God, how do I like slip my mm-hmm. ideas in? Um, luckily, there uh, was one upper level guy um, who was great. And uh, so sometimes like when my pitches would get like lost in the soup of like craziness, mm-hmm. he'd be like, but Latoya said that five minutes ago. Oh, so really? you, you need a, like, you an ally. yes, yeah, you need yes. that one ally. And he was mm-hmm. great. Um, and so. Um, you just have to learn how to navigate that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jason Kadams was great to work with. He really loves the uh, breaking of the board. Mm-hmm. So the way he broke the story was completely different, mm-hmm. um, where it was like very detailed. Like we could not move on until like every card on the board was approved. Wow. And um, so it was, like no, it was, yeah. it was yeah. very like detailed of right. what each story was and then, you know, go to outline. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was just a different experience and it was just a different type of way to tell a family story, yeah. which I love. I love telling family stories. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And making that trend, like you said, smaller <laughs> writing room to a bigger writing room. It's like, wait, my idea. No, yeah, if when there's um, because the twelve small, writers, the smaller room. I'm sorry, I apologize. No, no, the, 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 the smaller rooms. Just we we only broke our room like maybe once or twice. Um, there were ten of us. Yeah, but but and to me, some of those are my funnest days because. There was something more intimate about just a few of us being able to. You don't have to wait for the others. You know, sometimes there's a little waiting game going on. Yeah. You don't want to just talk too much. Right. And there's like a hierarchy. Exactly. Right. And so there's there's so many different things, different levels of the politics to mm-hmm. to navigate right. that, especially if you're just starting out, you're like, wait, what? what's the right step? Right. What can I do? Right. Um but once you're in there and you acclimate to the environment, mm-hmm. it's easy to succeed if you do the work. And I rely on the things that have gotten me as far as they have. Mm-hmm. So research was an important thing to mm-hmm. me always. Yeah. And that season of, of Parenthood was interesting because um, they had a, an adoption storyline where one of the uh, one of the sisters was adopting a kid from foster care. Mm-hmm. And that was something that my aunt did. So mm-hmm. my aunt adopted um, my cousin. And so I knew what that process was. Um, And then on top of that, I called my mom's friend who was a social worker. I talked to her for like an hour. And I said, how does it actually work? I mean, how? tell me your point of view of the way it works. How does it... Um, how does it play out? And one of the things that came up from that conversation was that at the end of an adoption, um, when they culminate it, they do almost like a wedding where the parents marry the kid yeah. with the mm-hmm. judge. I've done it with parents' And it's just yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. And it's like yeah. so beautiful. Right. And as soon as I said that, I the next day I pitched it in the room. Jason was like, 
that's the finale. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that, that became, we were like always building towards that nice. as part of the, the nice. end of the season. So I always felt really good about your that. Expertise, <laughs> your expertise, your superpower. You brought it into the room. That's huge. Yes. I'm saying right now, again, there's no substitute from, from, from doing the research. Like I remember my brother and I were working on something and we spoke with a, um, a friend of ours who uh, she's run a daycare, mm-hmm. and she would bring in all these kids um, and social work stuff. And she would tell us these stories about the kids and the abuse yeah. and the way they were covering it up. And yeah. you just like, what the fuck? And it's because people people who are not writers they're like they're and they're in these, um, you know, like these these jobs that are these kind of like inflection point jobs mm-hmm. where crazy shit is happening they have to learn how, like how to compartmentalize the stuff they see and just so oh yeah that's just it that's just it right. but but if you turn around and talk to them about you know this stuff they'll just let it all spill out mm-hmm. and, and but the thing is is that they don't necessarily think it's, that it's interesting because they've seen so much of it that they're they're, they're a little like they're, they're, that's true. They they're, don't they're, think it's interesting. It, it, yeah. they're, they're numb to it. It's every day. They're like, oh, this is yeah, just, yeah. So you know, this is a Tuesday. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 it's I, Tuesday I, at two. Yeah, having sex with their dad. Right. You know, and you just and they're cool about it. I was like, and, and you're like, shit. I need to write that down. And you just <laughs> and you can't write fast enough talking right. to people. You really can't. It's really interesting. Can can we get into something controversial now? If you want to, it's controversial. Oh, I'm scared. What? This one right here, you didn't open the damn door, did you? No, I'm, just, I'm gonna come to it from the perspective not as a screenwriter, but as a fan. Sure. And what it's like when you're a writer on a show, and certain things happen on the story, mm-hmm. and then you start getting kind of the blowback and kind of the, the, the opinions. And I'm talking about Into the Badlands. <laughs> I knew you I, know, you look, know. I knew I was not getting out of here when Listen, I was talking about that. There's no way you can leave out the room. <laughs> Because I was one of those people that when it first came out, huge fan. Like, I was tweeting about it. I was trying to tell people. I remember just at the sixth level. I was just trying to tell people all the time, you got to watch the show. For those of us who love the martial arts, who love hair being laid. Yes. Who like the she clothes, loves Sunny, that's all. Who, love the, who just love the, the fantastical elements, who love all of that. And I remember, like, I was like, pushing, like, please, people, watch this show. Let it get picked up again. And it did. And then it was like... Yay! And then I think I'm trying to remember because one of my favorite episodes you actually wrote, and I believe it's the second. It was the second season. Yep, so I came on in season two. It was the episode where Sonny had they were he got into this town and he had yes. to save the little girl yes. from yes. the prostitute's daughter. Yes. And the, oh my god, it's one of my favorite episodes. Oh, thank you. And now coming from a fan, yes. Here we go. You know, open the door, Latoya, <laughs> because I didn't even want to look. <laughs> I'm going to give you a shield real to quick. To see who wrote the last episode. Because let me tell you, when the first season went through, it was like amazing. Number one, it was the rare thing of something that I love actually getting on TV. And it had yeah. all the elements of everything you love, too. Yeah. For sure. Okay, Not men, a bad moment. Men with the shirts off. Yes. You know a show is good when it's an hour long. It felt like it's only been on for 10 minutes and you're pissed because it's over already. Right. Okay? That's when you know. That's when sure. you know. It's yeah. like, damn it. It's like when The Walking Dead first came on. It's right. like, damn it. Season one. Season <laughs> <laughs> Although, shout out to season nine, which I just wrote on. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, about yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes. The last season yes. has finally turned so back good. around. Yes. So that's because you was on. That's all. They should have brought you on earlier. That's all. I'm I saying. Season two because of Glenn. I'm I'll leave it all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so it was kind of like, yay, the new season. 
So then the thing that happened happened. Right. Damn. Spoiler alert. Somebody and, died. Yeah, because it's on Netflix. <laughs> y'all catch up. So a thing happened because, well, like I said, it had those fabric. And then it had an element where you had a romance, which is so rare, of a black woman and an Asian man. Right. So yeah. it was like, it was, inter- it was interracial, yes. but it wasn't a typical white girl. Right. And, you know, it was like, oh, it's a sister and she's a healer and mm-hmm. she's not. And because a lot of people so are just beautiful. like, people are like, oh, well, you know, because, you know, this is how it is when you get into white feminism and certain things that white women think they have dominion over, mm-hmm. which is the idea of like, well, you know, her character, she was just like the love interest. And, you know, she was kind of the heel. She wasn't kicking. It's like, you need to understand as a black woman, mm-hmm. you don't never see us being loved up or desired or being the woman that has to protect and to save yep. and that's what Sonny's thing was doing she with was a doctor God listen, damn it. Yeah. listen and we had the widow who's kicking ass mm-hmm. who had Matilda and all of them it's like right. bitch we don't need you man we wanted everything over here <laughs> do you know the love I had and she's a redhead too yes. you know yes. redheads are magical <laughs> and the widow was my bitch okay and then you have Miss Child who was coming through and y'all didn't utilize Miss Child that much because it's like she, that sister was fabulous too <laughs> anywho so, you know, tweeting about the show. The Tell I people. didn't know, but she opened the door. <laughs> double door. We got this double door open up now. Fridge doors and shit. Second season. Second. They got the fabulous setup at the end of season one. So we're like, it's about to go down now. We about to get. We about to get into it. Mm-hmm. I was faithful, y'all. <laughs> Oh. I was bringing out the good snack. Pictures, do y'all know what I mean when the good snacks? I was going to BevMo and getting the good one. I wasn't waiting for the five cents one. Buy one, get one for five cents sale. I was actually paying full retail price wow. with the good snacks. Watch the whole. And then I, I, I should have known something. Because the last in. episode, somebody DM'd me and said, You might want to go back to BevMo wow. and get that extra. Hmm. Because, you know, you know, East Coast, West Coast time. Mm-hmm. So the thing that had happened had happened. <laughs> Yep. Yes, it did. <clears throat> I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Damn. It was so bad. Oh, we she talked, talked listen, about it on here quite a bit. We talked so much I shit. Said, I heard it. You heard it. <laughs> I know what we you said. We talked so much shit <laughs> that your boss yes. actually wrote an article. He, he, had, he did had an to, interview. He had to go get interviewed. He had to go interviewed to explain himself. And I felt like, I felt like when he had did the thing where he says, I hope the old fan, that was directed at me personally. I know that I, was. I, I, because I had talked to him on shit like I will never go I am so we are broken up and he the last thing he says well I hope the people who have watched before will will, will come back mm-hmm. for the next season we got a lot of good stuff we were so heartbroken right and so much happened so I'm just gonna ask you as a fan <clears throat> yep you came in right in the second season from the beginning from the beginning of the okay. second season right. so you already knew knew what was going to happen at the end? Did y'all break no. the start? You didn't know. No. So the way we break a season is we go along. Okay. So the first thing that we did for season two was to create a goal for Sunny. Okay. okay. So that was, he's there out in the outlying territories mm-hmm. and he's trying to get back to his woman and his baby. baby. Mm-hmm. So that was like, <laughs> that was, like, that was the, that <laughs> was the nephew, goal. My nephew. <laughs> now, as we break, then we, as we break each episode and we're going to episode 10, then certain things start to be coming to, into the picture. I'm trying not to get fired. I know, it's, no, so, I'm no, 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 I'm just yeah, saying. You be, it's politics. That's you got to be saying. careful. No, yeah. I'm, I'm saying this as a Things, fan. As a yeah. writer, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. I'm just coming as a fan. Look, as a, look, as a, love. I'm also a fan okay. of the show. I will say, I did not want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I pitched that to not happen many, many times. You know what? That's I, all I need to hear. I lost, I just right. I lost my the fight. sister in the room advocated <laughs> um, for all of us. Okay. And that's all you I know need. that there's no, like, there's no world in which I don't know that that's a, a trope. 
And that is something that could be avoided. Right. right. And, like, all you can do at the end of the day is bring it up as many times as you right. can. Um, For people who haven't seen the show, what are you talking about specifically? Well, if you haven't seen the show, first of all, you should stab yourself. Season, it's not a spoiler alert. You need so. to stab yourself for not being you late. You on the late train. You should have been with us when we were when I was trying to tell y'all when it first came out. Damn. When I first saw the trailer, stab yourself. Listen, when I saw the first episode, use Sonny's sword to stab listen, yourself. The cistern got online and said, "This is our new shit." Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. we are in love. Blazing love. Guess we what? Blazing love is listen. Real. I wrote an article for Bitchflix. Like, look, she did. Listen, listen. That's part of the, the reason why I even knew what the show was was because of Twitter. Mm. Because people were talking about it, and when I say people, I mean black women, right. women of mm. color, Hi. genre fans, Hi. Hi were fans. the black ones girl who were mm. tweeting about this show. Right. And so that was also one of the things that was discussed. I was just like, and let's so not do this women. because. And so many people of color yeah. on that show yeah. and it's and it's it was it's amazing still amazing. I still love it no I mean <clears throat> and, and we had seen look what happened on the hundred right. when the, the, the gay characters right. killed, Listen, I just like I thought when when Sleepy Hollow went through right. I thought that's for what sure. I'm saying so there were many like <clears throat> there were many so can examples I of what not to do and I think what was interesting was because we're so used to fridging women anyway mm-hmm. to, yes. to, to further male characters art to give him some emotions and feelings which you should not be doing wait what'd you say to fridge to fridge to kill yeah, them yeah to fridge them off yeah. kill them off do you think it's because they're so used to doing it and I think if it was a white character I would not have cared as much because they just do it anyway it's like well they'll bring some other person in there but because it was something so new and fresh mm-hmm. and that we had never seen before I think a lot of us had put our heart into it and we felt like because my thought was as a writer I had to step back a couple times as mm-hmm. a writer if that's what she gonna do I felt like you gotta at least give us the reunion and then maybe the next season have something terrible happen. Like we needed to have that closure. Right. And I just felt like we were so cheap. Like literally, I cried. Because the like, search what? was for the entire time. What? That's the you thing. You get that, it? And you go part through of this? the season long arc was right. for that. And that was. Look, these. Did you, okay, did you tell them that look, we were coming? Like, if you thought. I did. did, you, did you I say, said everything. Did you do this? Look, look in my eyes. Okay. okay. Y'all can't see her eyes. When I tell listen, you, listen, I said everything. Girl, I said dear, everything. Dear people who can't see her face, she is giving me the sister girl one on one. Like, I'm when like, black people oh, no. know and we can't say nothing in public because we're looking at company, you like you short. Like, <laughs> I'm saying things. I, it was. Uh, like, I left it on the table and right. that's all I can do, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not my show. It's that's someone true. else's show. And that's true. And I serve at the pleasure of the showrunner. And that's there the you go. And you got to do what you got to do. Because I felt bad because I was like, oh, and I love Latoya. And it's like, me, there are things on my show that listen, I didn't like either. Listen, I, I'm I, like, listen, I, I was like, saying I, we shouldn't do and it. And some things I felt bad because I was like, right. oh, I don't want to say that because I don't want to feel Latoya feels right. like. I know you read the tweets and you're on there. Yeah. And I felt like, I don't want to say some things that make her feel bad. Oh, no. People were, ro- like, when I tell you Twitter was on fire when this happened, it was on fire where I was getting. Oh, they were coming at you. Like, no, no. But people were some people were they people were purposely not coming to me oh. yeah but they were just on flank like just yeah. when i tell you they were I didn't just like because my first never thought was again. like i just want to hear them say why and i yeah. thought you know what people are probably ever coming you didn't write that episode did you no, no. okay very good no <laughs> Cause I, and i knew that i'm like she didn't write that episode no. i kept telling myself now, now, it's now, not see, her that would have been a slap in the face never. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. I like, i was yeah. just like hey, latoya <laughs> the episode that you were protesting about and it better be good too had that been the case had that been the case as soon as marco pulled up and latoya was coming across the street i would have been on site the moment she stepped out that car i would have been like ready 
meet <laughs> Ready to meet me at the door like, wow. It would have been like Medusa Damn. Like <laughs> Bam You know On <laughs> site But it was like When it happened Like literally I thought I'm not gonna say anything to her Because I know she's probably Already feeling it Two I know she didn't write that Three I'm gonna pray That she tried her best She did I to, did She did what she had to do But Can I just ask you this Once again As a fan of the show <laughs> You know yeah. I wanna know <laughs> After it happened, well, you know, the show's already in production, so it's not like you guys are talking to each other. Did you get a chance to talk to your boss and yes. see what his reaction like when you said, did you say I told you so? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> yes. Okay. And <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, dude, when I tell you, I, I, if people can understand that, because we had already been devastated, like I said, with Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. And we already told them, you ain't getting a season four for Sleepy mm-hmm. You can pull whoever you want. We ain't watching it. Right. I swear to you, it came out and they were trying their best for mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow. And we like, nope, we ain't going to tweet. It. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And then I Crazy. thought, and this is my quandary, because I loved Into the Badlands anyway. Yeah. And they were bringing some great new characters yeah, and stuff. Right. And I really, it was like, it really felt like I had broke up in a relationship, somebody I was really in love with, but I realized we're not going to see the party. And I could not watch the next season. I'm going to watch it now. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I had to like stick to it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to watch the first three episodes because like, that's how I felt. <laughs> no, but I here's the thing. <laughs> I get it. We don't get that many shows that you love that you're passionate about. Right. And it's like, it seemed like every show that I loved and black women in particular. Well, you've been saying that for years. Black women in particular. Right. I can only <laughs> speak for, you know, we're not everybody. That's a black female but those of us who are into the fandom and really love the show mm-hmm. a lot of us we didn't want to come back we was mm-hmm. like we done mm-hmm. you done cheated on me <laughs> you done did this oh we're not we're not yeah. together no more and then it was like and then some of us were actually having conversations like well maybe we'll come back and we'll check it out like literally I was like a little five year old pouting because I just felt like that was so devastating to me mm-hmm. you know I think that's part of the thing that they didn't grasp that mm-hmm. I knew Having seen it so many times, right. and you fall in love with a character, and just to just have them just dispensed with and mm-hmm. just killed, and just after you've invested in that you love story, the no, I know, oh. I know, and that's what it, and it's, and I think after they saw the reaction, then they understood what I was, I was like, I was like, I was like Cassandra, you know, like yeah. predict telling them what the future yeah. holds, yeah. and then it was just, but I mean, can there's I nothing something? that can be done, you know, because and I know you deal with this all the time too. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> there's things that. You just don't know that, that that we know in the room. Like her contract is up because now she's going to do a movie or yeah, whatever. Like, whatever yes. the reasons are, you know what I mean? Yeah, there there could be other factors. Um, there's always that, but I right. think at the end of the day, um, it's but just something I'm to just be saying for this particular show <laughs> that's brand new. So I don't know what contract she's trying to get up when you brand new. We I'm just we just trying to get to Look, know he's you. He's trying to get some to cover. He's trying to get some cover, and it's like oh, I mean, she could. I, you know, I love the actress who played her, but I felt like if, you, if, she, if there was a contract that she had to do, I felt like, well, we could have got another actress to get in there. We, I would have hung on. I was clung to it. I, we would have done. We would have done a uh, the you, Jeffersons, a New Lionel, <laughs> or the Good Times, wow, a Good Times. We, we, we do what we got to do. We do but what you we got to do. There are things yeah, like you said. Things. You you map things out over the season with hopes that things are going to work a certain way. You don't know what the chemistry Look, is going to be. The Fresh Prince. We got you the know? new Aunt Viv, and we just did, we just roll with it. We do what we got to do. Yeah. We do what you got to do. it's easier in a comedy. Yeah. Okay. And this is my thing. This is my thing. As a fan, I kept thinking, we're going to let her do this. If you're going to do this. This is a world. So bad. And this is my thing. I thought that they would save. Like, I thought, once he got that blow, but once they got that that, that ass lit a little bit, Mm -hmm. once they got spanked, 
this is my thought. Well, this is the only way they can get me back. This is a world that has magical things that can happen. Vale could very well come back. If old boy could come back. Well, he could give her the power, we right? He could give her the power to come yeah. back. And I said, let me just see. But I was so hurt. And it was like, Ugh! So I feel your pain. So when he said to you, when you were just like, well, we, I guess we're going to try this. Were you just like, you know what? I'm a writer. I'm just going to come in and write. And that's your job. Well, that's, 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 that's part of my job. Um, that, that wasn't, thankfully, that wasn't in my episode. But also, I, because of my overall deal, I was I got you to see the end. See how she just said that like <laughs> no, it wasn't nothing. I'm saying it for a reason. So, <laughs> so I'm, I was going in between two shows at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm just know that when yes. I left, everything everything was fine, yeah. and then I went to another show, and then I was I found out I was like, wait, what happened? I felt like that was I, on purpose. I thought I had Look, won. we gotta wait until the toy get out the room because we about to kill we about to kill this bitch, and we have her up in here. She <laughs> leaves. Time, girl. <laughs> See ya. I'm like, what? She's leaving on Thursday. We can, we can break out the story notes on Veil and all them later on. I had fought she that gone? fight. Right. I thought I won. I was like, yes, I go. And then I was like, wait, what? So it must be hard because I know a lot of times I just felt like I, I always was curious, like, man, when the blowback came down, like, you just do your best as a writer to bring the best show. I sometimes. I feel like people, there's certain, like you said, there's certain tropes that that you you like you know. There's gonna be negative consequences. Yes, I so I, I always gonna feel like there's a level of like hubris where they're going, but we're gonna do it in a way that is not gonna. Oh, do they that. always think that. And I'm like, no, dude. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no. That's actually what they say to the most. <laughs> you're, not, you're not gonna do it. And I just, no, the fans are gonna be with us. They're gonna see it. Exactly. Because exactly <laughs> what they say. Your face. Look, I put his clothes outside on the porch. <laughs> Let him up. This, this is the thing. This is the thing. This Cut up his ties. <laughs> this is the thing. The thing is. They're already having reservations if they're saying we're gonna do it better than mm-hmm. right. or we're gonna handle it. You, they're already like yes. they're, they're hedging themselves. They, they think, and it's, it. it's kind of like you should say to yourself, "Awesome is about time." It's just like when you write something <clears throat> and you were like, ah, "This is good enough," and I send it off to people, and they and they, and they come back and they go, "What were you thinking here?" Right, and you're like, "I knew it was bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're like, I, I knew I needed to do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's well, just I, like, yeah. I knew. I mean, like, you, I had you a, know subsequently you <laughs> fucking right. up. I had an and, instant, and, and you're trying to fool, and you can't fool. Yeah, so why? I had an instant where one of our characters is is the only black guy on the show, and so they were giving her this little love interest for a couple episodes, and I was like, and I was just sitting listening, listening, you know, as we were pitching, blah blah blah, and I went, fuck it. And I went, I gotta say something. And they were yeah. like, when I was like, so, because we were like talking about casting her. Yeah. And I says, can we do me one favor? They're like, yeah, I, was, I went, I know this is probably totally inappropriate to say. Can we make sure she's like a dark skinned sister? Thank you. Right. I literally yeah, said, thank and they you. all were like, what? And I was like, let me explain to you why. <laughs> so I went into this whole thing yeah. about, uh, especially because they're casting up in Canada and blah, blah, yeah. blah. I was like. And they get the same I was like, guys, same mm-hmm. a dude like this would be dating a sister. Yes. Right. Not. She going to be thick. Curly hair. Mm-hmm. She going to be thick. You feel me? She yeah. going to be thick. And they ended up beautiful. doing it, thank God. All right. I mean, she was kind of a white girl, but she would look the part, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, at least they did that. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to speak out and say, 
at least voice your yeah, opinion. Yeah, no, like that, the more I go along and the more shows I work on, the better at that I have gotten. But right. there's just certain things that I'm always like, hey, let's not kill the only black person. Let's yes. not kill the only gay person. Let's okay. like, let's try to think of creative ways. Of, I get it, because sometimes those are big story moves mm-hmm. and they're important to the other characters, but... Sometimes you have to come up with a more creative way. For some reason, they're the yeah. easiest characters that they think to just get I rid know, of. I, I don't know. know what it is. And it's, it's not until we figure out, like, just to bring up Game of Thrones, because sure. I was just like, hopefully there's <laughs> no spoilers for people who haven't, but just turn your radio off mm-hmm. or your podcast off. But, like, uh, Missande, really? We had to do okay, that? See, listen. Did we? <laughs> did we have to do that? Listen. I just, like, when I tell you I screamed at my TV, I was like, why? Why are you yes. doing this? This is after all these other things have happened, yes. including on the show that I work on. You like, let's not do it. You are willfully, willfully asking for an ass woman. Yeah. See, to me, I thought that was a cheap play because they petitioned in the damn thing. You know, listen. because I'm watching listen. the show, and the minute you know, and the the worst <laughs> thing about it, it's not that they kill her. But there's that shot where, you know, that Tyrion's looking away. And in the background, you see her, her bleeding out and it's in yeah. shallow focus. And I'm like, now hold on. <laughs> well, and I said to myself immediately, who else was black on this show? Grey Worm. That's it. No, but there was that one black guy. Both of them dead now. In, oh, they've been in the sand. Like in the sand. In the sand yes, thing, yes, in like, yes, in like, yes. In like season three. Yes. Right. They so got burnt up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So five seasons ago. Yep. And I'm like, that's really... It's really unnecessary. Yeah, they could have, you know, like she didn't have to <clears throat> die. I mean, if if and if that's part of your, well, I got to make you know, like Daenerys crazy, you know, and, and that's yeah. the final straw. I don't know if that's what you need to do to make it the final straw. But right. it's always you know? that thing. Yeah, yeah. it's and, always and that it's thing. Like, that's that's, but, see, that's see, why it hurts. See, to me, the minute that the in the previous episode that they show her in chains, yeah, I was like, oh, she's dead. They, oh yeah, I hope. Just then, just, like, like then. I, was I was like, no, no, no because when I saw that and she was in, I was like, something's gonna happen, and this is gonna avoid this. No, right. I was like, there, there has to be. Right. I was like, there has to be a twist where they, this is. No, no their track, the track record, yeah. the they track record for from the boat getting burned. Track record not showing that. You know, I I just, mean, and the boat getting blown yeah. unless they're gonna kill. I just her. read I mean, a review or something. Yeah, I swear I saw this right. I know you guys know because you guys are Game of Thrones heads. I'm not that. Over all these seasons, there's only been like one or two females in the room, but yeah. not every season. Right. Some of the seasons are like nothing but dudes the entire season. It I'm shows. Like, how <laughs> did they get away with that? It shows. Even in the last five years. It shows. Yeah. Because they can. And nobody says anything. On HBO. Right. But can yeah. I just say this, the good stuff? Crazy. What was yeah. some of the good stuff? Because I know I was excited to have you on Into the Badlands, even though it didn't end I the love, way I wanted look. to. Just for you to be on a genre <laughs> show with martial arts and women who are kicking ass and women of color and people of color everywhere. Know, everybody yes. just got everybody to just, in the end, don't they? Look, and I, look, I will say, like, I probably had some of the most fun working on that show just because it was genre. Yeah. It was set in this crazy futuristic mm-hmm. world um, where there are no guns and people can fight. Right. And just we had the best fight team mm-hmm. oh my God. in cinematic yes. history. Yeah. Like they were incredible. Like the fights that like we write out all those fights. Mm-hmm. It was so, all Asian style yes. too. Which I yes. love, you know? Yeah, yeah. And wire so mm-hmm. all the wire work is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Didi is, was in charge yes. of the fight unit. He was amazing. And so Did he rap? What did he do? Master <laughs> 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 he Master, what he did? He did all the fights for the Matrix. Okay. Yes. He did like yes. so many amazing. Just look him up. He mm-hmm. did amazing stuff. But I think you know when we would write those fight scenes, they would just 
plus them. He, mm-hmm. They would just make them so much better than what we had already written. Yeah. So it was just a joy to see that happen. And I, you know, to my boss's credit, they were always thoughtful about diversity. So they were like, this is a future where there are people of color. Right. And so in power too. And, and, mm-hmm. in, in positions mm-hmm. of power. So all levels and, of and, society, and yeah. When season two we moved the show to Ireland and that was even more challenging hmm. because hello, it's Ireland. Right. So they were flying people in from the UK, mm-hmm. from the United States, they're right. flying Were they people season one then? In New Orleans Yeah okay. So season one was in New Orleans right. um, But it, they really wanted to make sure That was always present on camera mm-hmm. And it was um, like, And it you, was like a rich world yes. Because of it mm-hmm. And I felt very comfortable When sometimes they would go Kill a bunch of people And it's like yeah. Okay some colorful getting dead too Because yeah. we all over yeah. the place yes. So, Definitely. Yes. Yes. But that's what it was right. Because you had already seen right. them In all positions It yes. wasn't like They were just the cogs right. Or they right. were just whatever right. It was it was everywhere yeah. And so that was great um, And then just writing the show We we had a good time And like mm-hmm. the, the episode That you talked right. about um, My my inspiration for that Was Unforgiven Ooh. You know So I was like What if Sonny goes in this town Yeah <laughs> And it's like This whole western town oh He gotta God. save the girl And it's just like Classic <laughs> Fun <laughs> Like It was oh great And it's like It has emotional weight yes. Already So when right. you That's the way That I think about Approaching a story mm-hmm. Is what is gonna have The most emotional impact Right And to put Sonny in a position where if I, I if I don't save this girl, I might not get my ride home to my wife. Right. right. Like right. that is that that's dilemma. juicy. That that's is. juicy, right? That's cinematic. You and know? that's like See, one of my favorite episodes. So this is interesting. I wanna I know, kind of bring this up because I think people kind of find this I don't know, I, I this is what I love, is that like if you pitch this if you pitch this is my episode of of In the Badlands, <laughs> it's Sonny in the William Money role. Yeah. Right? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. The gunslinger, yeah. Yep. But you say to yourself, but there's but there's some people say, How's that original? Because right. you take him but you take him from Unforgiven. It's like, no, 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 no. Sunny because it's sunny. Yes. It's not William. Sunny is not William. You know, and, and it's and it's like it's, it's like the, the archetype of the story is what allows you to explore Sunny that much stronger yes because you're not having to because you know and that's the thing about television is that, that you're not having to spend so much time trying to figure out the plot so much you can go hey I want to get into this guy's world and like show what's really like you said what's really at stake for him yeah you know yeah um, and to me like I I, I, I I always feel that's a great that's, that's a great way to get into stories because it's never gonna be a copy right because of your voice and you're working with that character, mm-hmm. you know, and that will always make. I, I just think that I, I think certain people kind of uh, fail to grasp that, you know. And I mean, yeah. and it it it, 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 free, it frees you up as a writer because right. then you can like focus on the things that people are really going to remember. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? the way that it was always explained to me. <laughs> Um, first of all, there's nothing original, so let's start about well, that. There's like you know, what I mean? there's okay. so like there's different permutations of pretty right. much the same stories right. from the beginning right. of time. But you know, Leonard Schrader, who wrote *Kiss of the Spider Woman*, um, was nominated for Academy Award. He was one of my teachers at AFI. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother, Paul Schrader, wrote *Taxi Driver*. Yep. He's an ama- <clears throat> they're both amazing writers, and when he talked about when they would collaborate, the things that they would think about when they would come up, try to come up with stories, mm-hmm. and he said you always want to you can copy anyone's string which mm-hmm. is like 
the plot, but what's different is the pearls that right. you put on there. Right. So you put these different nuggets that mm-hmm. just make it original to the story, and it doesn't it doesn't it's not an exact replica because of that. Right. And so it's just a good way to you can look at a, a different. Um, you talked about my script carried by six, you know, offline before. Um, I think you know just thinking about that as a story. I'm always inspired by um, sort of old western type of stories and so one of my inspirations for that was really No Country for Old Men mm. and, and Fargo but <clears throat> the LaToya way to write that right. like set in the place that I like with right. characters that I know mm-hmm. um, and you put your new twist on it and I think that's where people get inspiration from mm-hmm. and it's just about putting those pearls on and make it feel like your own mm-hmm. right. totally agree let me ask you um, a, a, a couple of different you, you mentioned your overall deal right yeah for the people who don't quite understand how that works, because literally you were going from one show to another, mm-hmm. yeah. and yet you have an overall deal to come up with projects. So how does that all work for people who don't know how that works? Yeah, I mean, the simplest way to explain the overall deal is it's pretty much just you're married to the studio. So they put a ring on it. So, uh, <laughs> it's real. You can't go nowhere. So you can't, you're married to that studio. You okay. can't go anywhere else. Right. Okay. And so as part of that... Um, in my first overall deal, it Her meant first. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Look, you like, want me to tell you the facts or yes, what? I'm on the five right now. So by the way, stop. sorry, I was just you know. So in the first overall deal, it was almost like it was more about the staffing. So mm-hmm. I would staff on the different shows that AMC had. So I'd already been working for two years on turns. So they obviously wanted me to come back when right. that uh, came up and then into the badlands. At first they weren't sure after season one, because it was such a short order, mm-hmm. whether they were going to do a season two. And when they decided to do a season two, they were like, this is right up your alley. Right. I, met, I met with the showrunners. <laughs> we had a great meeting. And then um, I was on that for mm-hmm. the next couple of years. Yeah. And so I was kind of going back and forth between those. And then they were like, Hey, are you supposed to be, Developing projects too And I was like um, How am I doing that When I'm like, on staff Like literally I would have like Two days off In between shows And then go into The next one Wow um, So when I Did sign my new Overall deal um, I was like There needs to be More time to develop Projects Right So now It's about um, I'm adapting a couple Of books For pilots that um, I'm doing and then part of that also is I can't go on other shows so mm-hmm. I wrote a freelance episode for The Walking Dead which mm-hmm. is a lot of fun awesome so I got to like she brought it back she brought it back that's no that's all Angela Kang she, she is the best she is wonderful yes. I loved working with her I hope mm-hmm. to one day do it again um, but so, but it's primarily about um, developing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been great. So now I'm just pushing those boulders up the mountain. So going through the notes process on a couple of those pilots, mm-hmm. and um, looking for new material and trying to also at the same time bring in new writers into that process. Right. What right. type of new material are you looking for? Like what? What's really uh, attracting your attention right now? What's making it pop? Like yes, that needs to be made. <laughs> Let me grab that right now. You know, I. I'm very I have very strange taste and it's very wide and broad mm-hmm. so I usually uh, there are certain things that are like right in my wheelhouse so I mm-hmm. de- definitely love dystopian future things mm-hmm. I love sci-fi things I love uh, thrillers I love crime mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yes because I write uh, there's a lot of murder <laughs> in what I write in, in my free time she, she looks at everything <laughs> she's been on too like, <laughs> murder happens I like killing people <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I mean look I great music. some people gotta die <laughs> just saying just saying 
saying? Um, but yeah, that's, I have wide taste. So, and then I like comedy. So I, I love like edgier comedy. So mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. there was a show on HBO like a couple of years back that I loved called Enlightened. Oh, yeah. Where this woman was like ridiculous mm-hmm. with like her awfulness. Um, but it was just, you couldn't, you couldn't look away. Um, yeah, Laura Dern. She was great. Um, yeah, and so or Veep, you know, I love stuff mm-hmm. like that because um, I love politics because I used to be an organizer right. and I work in politics. Right. Um, so yeah, my but I think for the network, what they're looking for, they don't they're wide open. Mm-hmm. So um, just be, have it be good, and mm-hmm. and I think anytime you're sending a sample or something to people, make mm-hmm. sure it's showcasing your voice and what, right. no matter what it is, it could be like a, about a puppet show, but okay. let it like really show your voice and right. what you know about that world. Right, for sure, definitely. Um, so let's get into the yeah. I was gonna say yeah, let's let's get ahead. into the uh, yeah. the ATA and the mm-hmm. hashtag and everything that's going okay, on. Okay, but wait, I think I gotta put money in my. Oh, meter, you got, tell me what your car is. I have somebody. Oh, okay, it. it's a red. Um, Audi. Oh, you probably need to go put some in your, your car. Too. Where you at? Yeah, just yeah, right in the front. Yeah, I'm just right, right outside. Okay. Yeah, it's an Audi A12. Just to be, you know, just to be clear. Sorry, I just don't want to get no ticket. No ticket, ticket, ticket. Go ahead. We got too much. Oh, okay. Okay. Are we still talking? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So the ATA. So, can you explain to those who don't know? So those who don't know, there's since the you know top of this year, so in February, the Writers Guild. They threw out this gauntlet to the agencies that were tired of getting pimped, <laughs> and you got like all these conflicts of interest where mm-hmm. you're not being a representative with you know to make sure that a you know that we're getting enough money because people people don't know is although this is a, a job that we love, there's no need for for the incomes that have gone down twenty three percent in the last two years. Right. That's crazy. So there's that, and then there's this whole thing with the packaging fees, which is this, you know, which is basically extortion and robbery, and you know, and and you know, the, the fact that, and so 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 the gauntlet was, you're gonna have to sign our code of conduct, right. or we're not gonna work with you anymore as agents. And the deadline came, and right. they like were like, please give us another week. We gave them another week. <laughs> Yeah. And they came at us, with some de- yeah. And, and, and they came at us like late in the afternoon with some deal that was like a slap in the face because it was so bad, you know. Right. I mean, one percent, yeah. I, I mean, uh, no, after- eighty, no, eighty percent of one percent, eighty percent, not even the full one percent. See, my thing is that even shows me that you're not even serious about negotiating, right? But it also, lets you know how much money they're stealing because they don't want to give it up. So, right. as of April 12, we gave them the boot, yep. and we've been without, and you know, and, and the, 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 particularly the top four. We've been over a month now. The top four agencies, yeah. uh, you know, like we're all fired. And then just as of two days ago, Verve, one of the, you know, like medium tier agencies, yep. signed the code of conduct. Yep. And that's what we've been waiting for. Is one of the, we need somebody, at least on the medium level, yeah. somewhere to make the first move and to help start the other one. So right. we're expecting yeah. next week, hopefully, somebody else will jump on. Well, see, to me, yeah, that was big. Yeah. Verb was big. Yeah, yeah. yeah to me, like, they're like, all the winnings that happen. And they're not is, even in the ATA. I didn't know that. They're not. That's right. funny. What, what really needs to happen is somebody big needs to go sign a Verb right. like on Monday. Yeah. And, you know, Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, and you know, get JJ over there, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. JJ, someone over there, and they right. go over there and they sign, and then and if they go, 
you know, th- that person is Moses, mm-hmm. and he's coming point. out of the desert, and everyone's going, okay, this is the promised land. Right. Boom, boom. That's the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's because the thing that people don't necessarily realize is, you know, Verve is, is, is like, their client base is like 85%, 90% writers, mm-hmm. the other 15% is directors, so they're, and, that's, and, and they don't take a packaging fee. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's someone who was taking a real huge hit huge. not being part of you know, with being fired and everything mm-hmm. like these other places like William Morris, CAA, I, UTA, I see him, you know, like, you know, like they've got, what is it, CAA owns the, the world, the, the UFC. And exactly. they also, like, Sports, so, all so, kinds so of, this kind of money, just, just, just coming in and, and they're not necessarily hurt by what's happening, but right. these other places are, and, uh, the, and you know, and the reputation on Verve is before, before they got fired, before they even got fired is they hustle their ass off to get their clients work. Right. You know, that's their motto. Yeah, that's their right, motto. We right. like we do that. So it's awesome that you know that, that that's been signed, and we'll mm-hmm. see. Wait, that's the motto. We do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, to there some extent, go. like they're like you know, we this is how we make our right. money. We do it the legitimate way. Right. You know, there's no need for all that other stuff. Right. We're, we're successful like this. Right. You know, it can it actually can work. They just. You know the UTA and all the rest of them. Hi UTA, I'm with UTA. Um, they all. We're like, we need to go public, and we need to do this other stuff. And I want my billion-dollar payoff exactly. on my fourth house. Exactly. <laughs> it's on my fourth house. Don't complain. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, Latoya, I know you have a lot to say on this, but one of the things I really want to get into also is, because we've, we've talked about this a lot on the show, is I want to talk about like how you came up with the WGA staffing right. boost and how that works for the writers. Because you, you're even helping writers who aren't even in the guild. If they... Put something, yeah. you still boost it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that was that was important to <clears throat> me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something, that, like, I uh, talked to a lot of committee people, right. and, uh, you know, the conversation that we kept having was that hopefully this wouldn't happen, but if it did, what could be done to yeah. really help writers? And for me, you know, I was really wanted, I just really wanted to focus on Younger writers, mm-hmm. people who are just getting their first job. Sorry, that's my phone. Um, there, because I set my alarm for my, my to put money in my meter. Um, uh, yeah, but I just really wanted to focus on people who are just trying to get their first job, right. people who are trying to get that second job. If there was anything that could be done to really create the safety net for for writers, and for me, the idea of using social media was just a no brainer because of what I've seen right. social media do for right. shows mm-hmm. like right. Into the Badlands, mm-hmm. always trending. You know, mm-hmm. um, social media is just a great equalizer, and it can raise visibility to mm-hmm. things that people aren't necessarily prone to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, WGA staffing boost was born, and mm-hmm. I put it out there, and I honestly didn't think, <laughs> I thought like some people would retweet it, right. but I didn't think it was going to become viral like it, it did. Right. It was, like my name, Latoya, was trending, right. and I was right. like, yeah, it's for a good reason, <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong, right? <laughs> I was like, oh no. So like, She wrote that episode where Belle died, and we found her. <laughs> Lena mad, you more popular than her? I was like, oh my God, I was like, what's happening? So, And I didn't even know, because I was just so into it, as soon as people Started uh, tweeting. I just started responding. Mm-hmm. So I was, it, I was like in the trenches, right. and so um, it was just going hour after hour. It was just getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger, and um, it just, I just became obsessed because I just kept thinking if one person gets read or gets a meeting mm-hmm. or get, hopefully gets a job mm-hmm. from this. Um, 
that would make me so happy. Yeah. So I, think I was there's just, been over a dozen. Oh my god, there's been so you many people who have it. gotten right. who have gotten meetings right. and who have gotten who had showrunner yeah. meetings. I go to meet Sean Ryan in them next week. So oh my god, say, yeah. that's what I mean. And so yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And right. so it was like literally, I was tweeting so much. It, like I was tweeting till like almost the first night, almost like wow. two o'clock in the morning. Wow. My girlfriend was like. Please stop tweeting. <laughs> like she literally like took the phone. Like I was like because I'm I your phone. because because it was We're just you on time out. Yes, I was just like it was it was it was it was I was obsessed and I still am obsessed. But um, that was really the impetus is mm-hmm. just to create create whatever kind of um, safety net that we could use in addition to the WGA's um, staffing database. How, how exactly does it work for for a writer who wants to to to. For the database yeah. or for the no for the for the, for the oh, staffing, staffing booth. Oh, like, what so, do they need to do? So this is this is great mm-hmm. because when we were talking earlier about how to pitch yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is you write uh, whatever you want about yourself as a writer, mm-hmm. what you bring, you think you would bring to a writer's room, right. and then you add the hashtag WGA staffing boost. And so whoever, mm-hmm. if you have been in the guild, if you have not been in the guild, right. you can tweet on that hashtag. Mm-hmm. I will retweet it. And I've anyone, been retweeting them too. You know. Yeah, yeah, anyone can go onto the hashtag and search. So let's right. say you want someone who has, I don't know, military experience right. or has worked for the government or whatever. You can go to the, the search bar, mm-hmm. type in the hashtag, and then do adjustments. So you right. can type in military right. and search, and then all the tweets that are about that come up. Nice. Right. So nice. if you're late to the party, it's not like... You've missed the party. Right. You can still get in on the party because I literally do it and have been doing it every right. day. Okay. I've actually it done happened. it twice. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. I've actually done it twice, and exactly. I was retweeted wow. twice. You know, <laughs> by different people. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Hey, no, it's good. It's yeah. good, and I'm um, I'm always happy when uh, people are like. Um, have have I missed it? Is it right. too late? And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, because I uh, this this is now right. part of my life. It's like, <laughs> I do my, this is my new thing now. <laughs> She's like, I'm supposed to be writing this okay. right I'm supposed to be Oh my god! Show. Don't even get me started on that. So I'm, I'm like, doing the show right now. But I'm on here tweeting stuff. Exactly. No, that's what I do. Well, and, and it's like it's it's paying it forward. It's like you know, I'm oh. thinking about when you said when you started off. You know, living near USC and you know being from the hood and having this dream, and for you to be able to create something that might help somebody get there faster and be able to showcase their their stuff. That's amazing, right. you know? Yeah, and I'm just a, a bleeding heart. <laughs> and right. so I like to help people. And like I said, I come from the nonprofit world. And mm-hmm. so where in nonprofit, you don't have anything. Right. right. So everyone is just working together as a team to try right. to figure it out and, and how can we problem solve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, so I come to everything, the way I am in the room, mm-hmm. the way I am with mm-hmm. this, with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm so glad because you didn't do it trying to get something. You did it for, like you said, you did it like, I'm a, I know I can help these motherfuckers. Yeah. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just mm-hmm. tried it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it went crazy. Thank you. And it went, it went crazy out there. And that's, that's when I think it's real. Yeah. You know, and I have, to, I have to say, I have to shout out Javi and Liz. Yeah. You know, your, your Wonder Twins out there. Because they, they, they were helping you guys, you know, they have their own hashtags too. Yeah, doing, right? so uh, Javi started, um, Javier, Javier Grillo, Mark's Watch, uh, started um, a hashtag called WGA Solidarity Challenge. Right. Mm-hmm. And so people who are in the WGA could get their scripts read 
by uh, upper level writers, mm-hmm. and then they would just tweet out the ones that they were excited about, or the writers who they thought had really great potential to yeah. be in a writers' room who were ready to go yeah. now. And so that sort so of went viral up too. Every day, yeah. So yeah. every day he <laughs> tweets out something. Right. My friend Liz Alper, um, who her. is a writer, yeah, she's great. She's a writer on uh, the Rookie, mm-hmm. and um, she just jumped in. She just volunteered and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'll help you put these in a grid because." Right. Things were, it was just happening so fast and it was just on fire that things were getting lost. And so she was like, let me make sure that we now have a a way to track and trace back to these writers. And it would make it that much easier for showrunners. So they can say, here is the... the primary grid mm-hmm. here are the names of the writers mm-hmm. here is their contact information here's mm-hmm. what their story was about mm-hmm. here's who recommended them and who boosted them right. um, and so it, it was great so it was a team effort nice yeah, it's awesome for sure it's awesome say the hashtag one more time mm-hmm. so everybody can hear the- WGA staffing boost there you go so not staff because Julie Pleck <laughs> um, started some rumors and it was staff boost. Not that. Don't do that. It was hashtag WGA staffing boost. And also shout out to mm-hmm. Julie Pleck because she hired a writer based off of right. the yes. hashtag. Yeah, I want to make sure we were clear yeah. with the hashtag so people yes. get the right one. Yes. Yes. You, you Especially those sure. who are listening to this and go on there. So, And like she said, it's not too late to get on there. You no. know, yes. you didn't miss the party. Yeah. And, and, and you said it perfectly. I was, I was helping uh, one of my assistants in here the other day and I was like post something he's like can I I was like trust me and you ended up actually retweeting him <laughs> and, and so we sat in for like 20 minutes like coming up with the perfect thing to say because yeah. he has an interesting story yeah you know and I was like trust two days later somebody wanted to read a script I said see yes <laughs> you know what I mean yes and that has mm-hmm. made me so happy just seeing who has been like really digging through the hashtag like right. Bo Willimon has right. been doing it um, Sean Ryan as you mm-hmm. said Julie Plegg like uh, Matt Nix like all these big name showrunners mm-hmm. who are um, like Ben Watkins uh, mm-hmm. and Katie Carroll, all right. these great showrunners are really looking for writers who can add value to their room. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't have to have been in the guild to add value to someone's Absolutely room. So not. that's the mm-hmm. thing where it was great because yeah. it was it made it almost a little more democratic in a way because yeah. people who have some sort of specialty thing that they do um, could actually be seen right. by someone mm-hmm. who could who could hire them. Right. Nice. And yeah. it is, it's, we're hoping this is going to continue even yeah. if we come back to our agents. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's been good to see um, one of the things that I liked about it was that people felt positive. Right. They, the, so many times people tweeted at me and they were saying, thank you for clogging up my <laughs> my timeline with something <laughs> positive versus like all this stuff about Trump and like all this stuff about, exactly. you know, all, just so many disasters that are happening right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Alabama, but, yeah, Georgia, oh my God. Like, people taking women's rights now right. and children in cages and like just all these awful awful things that we have mm-hmm. to deal with on a daily basis mm-hmm. that this was something positive and that the community has really responded right. where everyone top down showrunners like mid-levels everyone mm-hmm. has been really about trying to help each other and mm-hmm. so another hashtag um, that people should know about is hashtag WGA mix right. and so there's different mixers mm-hmm. that are happening all around LA so I think sometimes the first one, too many of them on the same night <laughs> I know yeah so <laughs> but it's just a chance for people right. to get out of their you know closet you know mm-hmm. their little hole mm-hmm. you know from writing right. and to go talk to some mix. humans yes. and interact, interact and, and vent and laugh and, and just have a drink and mm-hmm. get to know people 
Um, and a lot of showrunners show up to those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, it's I just, got read for a new Marvel show. Yeah. It's from, from one of the showrunners. See? From the, the the other day. It works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It works. And I think that's the that's the thing that I have been very uh, excited about is that mm-hmm. staffing season is already a very stressful time. Mm-hmm. It's very isolating. And people mm-hmm. have had a chance to really... You know, get out of their shells and talk yeah. to each other, and just feel like maybe it won't be so bad. Right. Maybe we can make it. Maybe we can get through right. this. Right. Do you do you think being realistically realistic like that? <laughs> you know, how black folk talk. No, I'm kidding. Um, being realistic, how long could this realistically go on for us? A long time. Yeah. With the, the, so they, I'm saying this long time. to anticipate. Like, yes, but that's prepared. what I say. Like, plan for forever right. and hope it ends sooner. Like, right. I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm not in, on the negotiating committee, right. so I don't know the ins and outs of it the way some other writers might. But I would just say plan for winter. You know, plan for right. winter is coming. You know right. what I mean? So Winter is coming. So, so, winter first, so, girl. So <laughs> I think the other night with the thing we were at, I was talking mm-hmm. with David Goodman and right. John August and... You know, the guild. The guild has a mixer every Wednesday. You know, now. They're, they're thinking. Yeah. I mean, well, not they're thinking, but what was being thrown around was they're not really gonna see what's gonna happen until. I mean, it's not. It's not on us. It's on the agents in mm-hmm. terms of like maybe around November because they're the you know the the main holding point is these IPOs. Right. And those and, and, and those guys are on the road shows like not even now. Like in the summer they'll be doing that. Mm-hmm. And and they'll get their valuation by the fall. So it's it's not gonna be until the fall. And so basically this staffing season and mid season. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I mean and basically <laughs> it you know, for people who don't know, it's like, you know, so these these big companies like like CIA and William Morris they're out to be public companies and they're out, you know, their value. I mean, I, I mean, you know, the thing about the, just for example, with William Morris, you know, that guy, that Saudi prince, you know, he put in $250 million on to, to buy into William Morris and it, and it was only worth like a 10% share. Mm-hmm. So you look at the company that they're, they're trying to, if, so, so if they can get $2.5 billion, you know, like, like, like valuation for their IPO, mm-hmm. That means that they, you know, will have this massive war chest to say, well, what are you going to do? But the thing is, they have put into their, you know, as part of the valuation, well, we have all this cash flow based upon the packaging fees. Mm -hmm. So the packaging fees are off the table for their valuation. Well, then it might make the valuation get a tenth of what they want. You know, I mean, we we just saw um, um, Uber go. And this IPO, mm-hmm. worst IPO in history, because the valuations they 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 oversold it, and right. so and 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 so that will determine, you know, like what their negotiating point is going to be. Because if they realize you know they they can't get their fourth house now, <laughs> then they got to come back and say, well, well, so can we get any money? Right. You know, I think yeah, I I think that's a lot of that is true, and for I, I I'm a regular writer, right? We're all regular <laughs> right. writers, and so like I think. Like the details of that, like there are people who are going to go in the weeds on that, and yeah. and thankfully they're the most of them are the people in charge. Yeah. Um, but for me, someone like me, I'm like, I just know like 
they're not giving in, right? Yeah. So they're not giving yeah. in. So what do I need to do in order to succeed in a world where that is the case? Right. And so that's when you have to rely on word of mouth and other writers to try to help put you in front of people who are doing hiring right. because as we all know, writers hire, hire writers. writers exactly. And so um yeah, that's the that's the thing and I I am hopeful that it will end soon, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it will. You know what I mean? So in the in the in the absence of information, just plan accordingly and just buckle in because the worst thing is like just know it could be a long fight yeah. instead of just being like it's not over yet like right. you know what I mean like right. I, yes we yes. all want it to be over right. but it may take longer than right. than we than and we hope the, the, there's there been a couple of good things you mentioned you know writers hire writers I think is one of the biggest things that's coming out like all the showrunners this is the time well a month ago was the time yeah. to reach out to showrunners that you know and go hey dude read me yes right um, and and it's it's the one time when you can and you don't look like why is this dude fucking this is a girl asking me to do this? They right. know I don't have time. Right. Yeah. But at least you could try, right? Mm-hmm. So that's been one of the good things. The other good thing is all the young writers that I'm talking to are realizing for themselves that they actually have more grit than they thought. Yeah. And that they actually are learning that they have to be their own boss. Yes. They you know well I mean? they and they also have to be their own advocate, yes. right? And so like that was one of the things that I've, I've had so many coffees and meetings with, you know, younger writers where mm-hmm. they were saying, this has made me more confident in putting right. out my material. Right. This has made me able to, like, ask people for things that I never would have asked for right. before. Right. And, like, my mama used to say, she used to be like, close mouth, don't get fed. Exactly. You know, you got to, like, right. put it out there. You know, right. you got to, like, put it out there that yeah. you need yeah. a job, you want a job. Right. Um, I'm available. And uh, you should hire me. Right. Be confident in that. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Chris? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that was our that was our mantra going into 2018, and so in 2019 we turned it up even more. So we just have been really like hustling that that's great muscle before this whole thing ever happened. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. So it's been a, it's been a good thing for both of us. Right. So that's my Lisa, Lisa, Colt, Jam. Welcome. No, I'm just I'm just still excited that she's here with us. I know, you know, <laughs> and just the success. I'm just so proud of you, and just Thank so happy. You. And every yes. time I see your name, it's like yes, yes. because <laughs> I think you. what you've changed the whole idea. Black I, female. Yes, queer woman that, in power. Listen, listen. Okay, that's a t-shirt. Yes. And here's the thing. Because, for, you know, in the early days, they always tell us, well, you know, when you get into business, you got to focus on one genre. you got to make sure you master that one thing. Right. And you're a master of so many different types of genres, and you do it so well. And the key thing that I want our listeners to understand is that she's bringing her superpowers. Mm-hmm. This is not like, I'm just running out of here trying to... No, these are things and skills that she brings to the table. And you have this really unique ability that we should all be able to cultivate mm-hmm. is to bring something unique and special to whatever it is you're writing that you put your spin on it and that's yeah. such a di- I mean it sounds like we, we say that all the time mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to do right. right and the fact that I've seen you do it for so many different shows I'm just like what is her elixir <laughs> <laughs> you know and basically she's all the things I thought she was going to mm-hmm. be you know Black Geek Stevie <laughs> King Hood you know you're all the things <laughs> she got, she's she like got, doppelganger she's like my cousin no 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 she got, the, she got that Lizzo juice she that's got yeah. she got, she got yeah. You know what to me the thing is is that you know first time I met you but I told you I've I've wanted to meet you for a long time is that you have a lot of passions yes and they're very diverse and I think you know that that just kind of goes to the the the, you know there's this like the I always feel that the 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 worst advice you give people is write what you know because Mm -hmm. there's I say that's bad because it sounds like 
it's very literal. Mm-hmm. Right. You write what you know. Well, right. I only did this, I only did this. Hold on a minute. Right. You know what you might know is that you might be a World War II geek, or yeah. you might right. know this, th- or you right. might be so into this. That's what you know. Yeah. Exactly. Write that because you know how to add the details to the world, and you know to, to make it to make it real. Right. You know those things that make you light up, like we were talking yeah, about like, earlier. Oh shit! I mean, and and that's what I, you know. That's the passion. Yeah. Right. And then the passion like bleeds through. I mean, like there's nothing. More interesting to me as as someone who reads a lot is that when you read someone's work, you can see that it's you can almost feel the writer smiling when they're writing yes. words yes. because they're like, oh shit, look, I just wrote. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, and you know, he's like, 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 you know, he stopped. He's like, that was violent. You can tell. You can tell. You read some of stuff. Let me put on my Beyonce homecoming live and just get down. You can tell. Because it's like, okay, shit. Because that. Because it's like, you know, you just you just know when someone is smiling who wrote it. Not even there, but you can tell because you did. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. You're like, well, shit, that's dope. <laughs> it just it happens all the time, yeah. but it also happens all the time that you don't see it. Right. Right. And when you don't see it, just like you just tell me the story, and and sometimes I'm reading stuff and I'm kind of like, I start asking myself, and I hate this, and this is what this is like. The script, the script is, is I'm I'm like I'm not in it anymore, mm-hmm. but I got to give notes on something. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like we've all been there. <laughs> I'm, yeah, well, but I'm, I'm kind of like, why did this person write this? <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I read. I go. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. In terms of, it's, but it's, it's not great. And I'm like, it's good because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's written well, characters are well. But I don't feel something. Something's like you know, like and you read and you kind of like, oh, like like you can tell when a scene like could have been written a little better. Right. right. And just and not that this <laughs> scene's a bad scene, but it's like the word choice on the pages and things like that, you could have elevated this here, mm-hmm. here, and here, and then the scene would have meant something more. Because, you know, because you see a scene and you recognize the foundation of the scene because mm-hmm. this is, you, know, you write a lot and you can do yeah. that. But then you go, what's the spin because of these characters? And it's like, it's not quite there. But when it is there, you're like, well, shit, now we got to keep reading. got to keep reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the things that um, working at an agency taught me. Uh, I just I always had to read So I had yeah. to do coverage mm-hmm. And I would just There were just so many scripts to read And some of them were very Technically proficient But it just felt soulless mm. and So that's why I really God, Want to say Technically proficient But soulless mm. And so that's Although there was no typos <laughs> Everything was perfect right. on the page mm. But when I read it, I just felt nothing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I tell people all the time. Like, of course, do your spell check, y'all, mm-hmm. because the, I hate that. Like, I hate, like, seeing sloppy work. But the most important thing in the story, even you you will forgive it if it has some little, some things that are mm-hmm. wrong or may not be exactly structurally right, right. if you've been taking on an emotional journey right. in the mm-hmm. story. Like, the number one thing, and Pixar does it really well, move me, yes. move me, make me laugh, make me cry, mm-hmm. make me scream, mm-hmm. move well, me. Well, you know what, I, you know, I, I've said this many times before, and I say this is the, this is always my barometer it wasn't for a long time, but it's my barometer now when I watch movies. It's like, did I feel something when I watched the movie? Yes. Right? Because, you know what, I can watch a movie and be a little 
picky about how it's shot. Or, you know, I have heard your episodes going in on eight and a half and the shot and the this and the that. What? What episode? I know you. Uh huh. Hold on. He's talking about what episode? Every episode. Every episode. Every episode. Every episode. You picky? Never. No, but no, but what I'm saying is, is that I can do that. That's that. That's easy for me because, and I do that because I love the craft. I can see it all there. But I watch this. But I watch something, and I'm totally taken away by what's happening. It's and it's like, damn, like that's cool. I mean, that's what you want, you know. And it doesn't have to fall into these other. I mean, like I tell everyone right now. You know, there's this movie I saw last week at the Writers Guild that everyone to slip on. It's called Shadow. Hmm. It's the new uh, Zhang um, Yimou film. Mm. Yes, I'm going. It's a it has martial arts. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yes. 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 I'm going. Like, Michelle Yeoh is in it. I think. Yeah. No. 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 Yes. Yes. Isn't the one with the with the? I saw a trailer with some with her and this guy in a glass of like brandy. That's a different movie. That's a different movie. Oh, that's different. Okay, okay. 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 So, uh, so, and so, shadow, and so, shadow. The quick on shadow is there is this this commander of this army, Mm -hmm. and he is dying, and he has a double. That's why. Oh, right. It has the yin and the yang sign. Yes, yes. Okay, that's a different one. And um, the coolest. I'm watching this movie, and it's like you know, you just the minute they start, they start. You start. The minute it's revealed, it's real early on that the guy's a shadow. All of a sudden, the movie opens up like, "Oh, I didn't really expect that," because hmm. the opening scene is like they're 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 determining if they're going to attack this city that's you know this this that they lost in battle, and it's just all this kind of like court court conversation, and it feels really interesting. But then when you realize that oh, there's a whole fucking like uh, trick going on here, hmm. it just it was a switch that you, I haven't seen in a movie like that before. But the coolest thing about it is that uh, just you know like on a surface level was. It's a color movie, but it's shot in black and white. Yeah. Like, pretty much everything is tones of gray. The dark oh, okay. blacks, the whites. It looks like beautiful the in the trailer. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, like the, 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 everything is like that way. Mm-hmm. But in a few moments, there's these bits of color, like on a dagger or mm. something like that. And you just kind of, like, get sucked into the movie mm. that way visually. But that's not what makes the movie so cool. It's, mm. like, it's, it's, the, it's the emotional moments that you're like, well, shit. Hmm. I didn't see that happening, right. and that's what's cool about that movie too. Is that it's a, it's a it's a fairly, um, um, and there's things that you are gonna watch and and, and you go, oh, this is gonna happen next. But the way he twists the little moment of what's gonna happen next, it's like you know it, but you don't know, but you don't know how he's gonna execute it. So you didn't open the door. Give him I his saw moment. Some French doors open up. Hey, look, into the palace. The donut has kicked in. I He's know. ready. You see? <laughs> He's over there taking sweet bites. Thank you, Latoya. We appreciate you, girl. Of course. Keep killing them out there. Yes. And like Lisa said, we are seriously, we mean it from the heart. Very proud of you. Thank you. You represent us. You represent us well. So much. Yeah. You represent us well. You know we got your back. <clears throat> you know we support you and um, um, I'm not surprised that you were in the position <laughs> yep. you're in and yep. higher because yep. this time next that. year we're going to be on your show working <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> or, yeah. or just have me be in the stage <laughs> <going. laughs> there they go right there <laughs> because, because I'll tell you right now I need a job <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so where you at Latoya where can people find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Morganic Inc 
Yes, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris Derrick. Uh, unauthorized CBD mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Lisa, Lisa, Coke, jam. Okay, I'm coming back to what fresh hell is this. <laughs> <laughs> I put myself on high. I needed a break. I had my own, my little... Um, Erotica, your chocolate erotica. What's my burner account? My yeah, secret burner yeah, account. Your burner account. <laughs> my yeah. burner account on Twitter. But I'll come back. It's what fresh hell is this? I'll come back. I'll okay. come back. It's just so much hmm. stuff is going on. It's like you know what? Y'all, I need a break from y'all. Sometimes I guess sometimes, you just do. Sometimes you rhyme slow. Sometimes you rhyme quick. Hey, you know? hey, hey. <laughs> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters Rant. RR, screenwriters RR on Twitter. Can't speak today. Um, <laughs> please, uh, if you have any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. Give us a five star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, you see, this is hella different than Paper Team, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> fun. So much fun. <laughs> oh, and special, just a real quick uh, condolences to Alvin Sargent's family who just passed away. One of those legendary screenwriters. Oh, 92 yes. years old. Ordinary people, Spider Man. So many too, people are going right now. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, just want to make sure, you know, hey, respect when you got those legends that go through and been doing the game for a long, long time, you know, so. And you can also follow us on our what, Chris? On our Patreon page. There will be a link in the show notes. What kind of things do we have on there right now? T-shirts T-shirts. Stuff? T-shirts are available on their own link. So, yes. you know. Is it on the Patreon or is it a link it's on not, the Patreon? It's not. It's not. It's on the Patreon. I mean, I'll put on the Patreon, but you can buy direct by okay. the link that's in the thing. So okay, do cool. that. And then, uh, you know, the Patreon links, you know, you can, you can be on the show. Right. You can get uh, uh, you can get coverage read. You can, um, you know, just, there's, a, there's a bunch of perks for, for supporting this mm-hmm. show. Okay. Patreon. Latoya might tweet you, you know, shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm here to serve. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, she's going to get 100,000 hits. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and the phone will be taken away yet again. Oh my god, it will be taken. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. But we really appreciate you. Thank you again. Thank you for having We've me. We've been wanting to do this for a long time. I feel like we had a ball in here. Mm-hmm. This is dropping yeah. on Monday, by the way. Yay! Yeah. It's going to be a quick one. Glad to have So, everybody, join with me. You guys know how we do it on the rant room. We got to find something. <laughs> 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 on this show, we keep it real. We keep it, you know, let's do Wakanda for the sake of an argument. You know, why not? <laughs> for for, for Latoya. For good. Uh, good. Uh, on this show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? Wakanda. Wakanda. Forever. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Mama, say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the rent room